Retro nonsense in the house, y'all. Autobots, transform and roll out. No, I am your father. No! No, Joe! He'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Hello and welcome to the Retro Nonsense Podcast. I'm Duke and with me as always is my good friend Chris Roberts. We are on episode 28 and as of this record it is uh, May 7th. Uh, How you doing Chris? Ah, good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. So we got a, yet another show that is one of your ideas that I'm very excited about. Uh, this month's main topic is 80s uh, Supernatural Mysteries. So that is going to be really fun. I did a lot of research and some viewing of some material, and I think it's going to be a blast to kind of go over all this stuff. But as always, before the main topic, we have uh, some stuff to go over. Um I guess we'll get this out of the way first. Um, Chris, you've heard of the Beat the Bandy Challenge, right? Vaguely. That we do? Yeah, <laughs> vaguely. Well, it's a challenge that we do every month. Um, it's part of the podcast, and our good friend uh, Matt Bandy uh, created this uh, little challenge and made it exclusive to our podcast. Essentially, we post the, the screenshots and the scores on our Discord. And um, so... A little background. This I asked Matt to put together some statistics for me and some info based, well, in regards to this challenge. And this has been going on for two and a half years. Can you believe that? It's, about it's two a, and a half. It's years. a little bit longer than I thought, but I'm not surprised because it kind of started yeah. around uh, quarantine time. I think so. Right. So well, uh, he well, has maybe sent a little me. Bit after. Yeah, yeah, about quarantine time, right? That'd be two and a half years. Well, I'll tell you right now, he, he gave me dates. Okay, uh, go ahead. January 21st, I'm sorry, January of, of 2021. Okay, so it was when, after the quarantine, but still kind of in that yeah. everything hadn't opened back up yet. We hadn't had the full yes. bonanza of everything back open, so still a lot of sitting at home and everything. There have been 22 Beat the Bandies so far, 22 challenges, 29 different games in total. Um, and I want to, I thought it'd be fun to real quick, just kind of go over the list of games because I really have a lot of fun with this and I'm very thankful that Matt put this together. I think, I wish it would become a little bit bigger part of our podcast and more people would get involved, but it is what it is. But I think, I think at this point it's safe to say that this has reached legendary status because of some of the stuff that has went on. (laughs) In fact, I'll, I'll put a little clip in there. Matt has reminded me of a funny clip. Do you remember when I was playing Balloon Fight and I, w- I was recording and I got mad and slammed my fist on the desk and then it glitched up and made this funny sound? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. No, 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 no! Well, I forgot all about it. So <laughs> he recently sent me that clip and said it was like his favorite beat the bandy moment or whatever so i will splice in a clip right now of that little episode that is somewhat embarrassing that i (laughs) i did but it goes to show you how 
serious i kind of take this sometimes um but it's it's i love this challenge it's fun it, so, it gets so, me in wait, my room on. sometimes you say <laughs> yeah just sometimes okay just sometimes every once in a while but anyway i i think um now that i kind of realize this is going on for as long as it has and here's the list of games we started this whole thing out with balloon fight and i'll never forget i was on vacation and i brought my um not my Switch, but it was the um, NES Mini, and that has Balloon Fight on it, and that's what I was playing. Balloon Fight was the first game. That was the first one that that he has on this list. Now I think we might no, have done a that, couple. That wasn't the first game. We didn't do a beat off at the very beginning. No, no, no. The beat off was the redo. Oh, because that was did the very first one. Oh, okay. Yeah, the 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 beat off, the the live Balloon the Fight Matt, was Matt and Duke beat off. That that was the rematch okay. of that first challenge. Now I think we did do a couple challenges. It maybe what maybe they weren't officially beat the bandy challenges or whatever. But according to Matt, and, and I think it's probably pretty accurate, the balloon fight one in January of 2021 was the first official beat the bandy challenge, and we were neck and neck the whole time. I, I knew I I didn't know if I was going to beat him or not, and I beat him. And then we had the, the redo of that. But that was the first game. Then we played Popeye for the NES. I won that one. We played Kung Fu for the NES. I won that one. We played City Connection for the NES. I won that one. Skater Die NES. I won that one. Rad Racer NES. I won that one. Then we have this anomaly of the list, let's call it, where we played Tetris. And Matt's wife, Krista, got involved, and she whooped my butt. I couldn't even come close. <laughs> so that was my first loss was um, Krista, Matt's wife. And she kicked my butt. I'm not good at Tetris. And she obliterated me. And I had to swallow some pride. Mm -hmm. So that was the first loss that I had. That was uh, 7 July uh, 2021. Then we had Sequest on the Atari. That was me that won. Yars Revenge on the Atari. I won that one. Wrecking Crew. Nintendo Hodge won that one, so that was my second loss. Um, then we had Hogan's Alley on the NES. I won that one. Then we had something different. Matt had did he put together three games, and let me. I'm trying to see if I can read this correctly. He he won this challenge, but it was three games. We had to try to beat three games in the month, and he he won that one. Now, I'm not going to take anything away from, but I don't think I played that month because <laughs> I don't remember playing any of these games on my. I I had um, Doctor Jekyll, Batman, Double Dragon Two, Wizards and Warriors, and he has him as the winner. So he he won. I just I don't like, remember. I, like I don't remember how playing you say those games. You're not going to take that away from him, and then you proceed to take it away. from I'm going to edit that out because. Okay, <laughs> are you? Because I'm going to be sure that doesn't. <laughs> I'm gonna say it a bunch of times during this podcast to make it hard on you. I'm not gonna lie. I, I haven't I haven't looked back at the Discord, but I don't remember playing these games. I don't remember playing Doctor Jekyll. I don't remember playing. I don't remember playing the game. So I, it might have been one of those months where I just couldn't play. And again, he might have beat me anyway, and that's fine. But he beat all the all four of those games in one month, which is impressive. So he he won that challenge. So it is what it is. I did I didn't win the challenge because I didn't beat the three the four games. So I'm not taking anything away from him. He he won fair and square. So then we had um, Super Mario Brothers 2, Rygar, Contra, Super Ghosting, Super Goals and Ghosts. That was a tie. Okay, so I guess we I guess we both beat all those games. Okay. 
Then we went back to traditional challenges. Um, this was the live balloon fight that we did. This was um, May, uh, let's see, 522, 622. That would be um, in 2022. So that was the balloon fight live beat off, as you called it. Right. <laughs> so, And I, I won that one. Then Berserk, I won that one. Then we had Gradius and Life Force, I won that one. Donkey Kong, I won that one. River Raid, I won that one. Gauntlet, I won that one. Um, then we had a month off. Switch and shoot on the on the Nintendo Switch, I won that one. Marble Madness, I won that one. Then we come to last month's challenge, Kaboom, on the Atari 2600. And the big announcement is that Matt beat me. He beat me. So... There it is. There's there's the big, the big I, announcement you know that I've been. I really like how um, you start with all these. I beat. I did this. <laughs> I did this. I did that. I beat him. I destroyed him. All this, and at the end, it's like, oh yeah, you know. And then uh, Matt beat me on this other one. And let's move <laughs> on to the next topic. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's. I just want to make sure so I that's got what that happened. straight. That's. Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of me winning and a little bit of him winning. So that you got it straight, you got it straight. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I, the trash I know talk how is... you feel because after beating you continuously at Street Fighter, both in the arcade and on the Super Nintendo, in your home, by the way, um, if I were to lose to you at Street Fighter, it would be devastating. Because I know <laughs> I'm just that much better. Is that why you don't ever play these challenges? Because you're you know you'll beat me. Or you think you'll beat me? Well, I don't want to embarrass you because I know is you that take a lot of pride into this. In this, you know, this event. <laughs> I don't like to call it pride. I just like to think that I'm competitive, and uh, so was Matt. Honestly, uh, I have played a few of them, but I just didn't have the time to keep up. And then once the scores got to a certain point, it kind of took the fun out of it for me, to be honest. Um, mm -hmm. I, I just I work a lot, but you know, and then I think, well, when I have time off, I'll do it, and then uh, you know, I'm not gonna lie, I've I've been very lazy when it comes to this, but I do enjoy it. I enjoy these kind of challenges. Yeah. I enjoy uh, community play-alongs and stuff like that. I like the competitiveness of it. So, uh, hopefully, this summer I'm able to do it. It really just depends on how occupied um, a certain game has me this summer. Yep. So we'll see how that Matt, goes. Matt beat me this month or this past month in Kaboom. And congratulations, Matt. Um, you earned it. I, I did my best. I worked hard. And you just got the better score. And it came down to the wire. We were neck and neck down to the very last day. So, you know, it was it was it was cool that we had another kind of one of those back and forth. And honestly, all of these games have been a tremendous challenge for me. These are I don't these are not easy wins. All of these wins have been difficult. Um, it's just the you know they I'm just competitive and I, I really want to win so it, but again I enjoy it it's not like a pride thing or a cocky thing or anything like that I just really have a lot of fun um, having these challenges so I, I, I again I praise Matt for this I want to try to build on this and make it get more people involved I, he does have some stats here of other people let's see here um, Kevin and Eric and my son Bobby have also uh, contributed scores and posts. So we've had some other community members or people that listen to the podcast play along a few times here and there. But I would like to build on this. Guys, it's, it's to be part of this legendary challenge, it is so easy. You just play the game, you post your score, and you'll be part of history. So get involved if you want. What's not easy is beating me, though. That's, that's where the challenge is. Beating Matt is, you know... A little bit of a challenge, but beating me is the real challenge. 
But anyway, I have a lot of fun with it. The trash talking is just kind of part of the, the fun. Sure. But he knows I'm just messing around. I, I would just like to pro- say, uh, go back to the post the score uh, with a picture, preferably. Yes. Yes. Always with a picture. Yeah. That way it's just, uh, you know, keeps. Not that we would think anybody would cheat or anything. It's just kind of keep. It actually is part of the fun, though. We get to see your TV. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, you know, you know what I mean? A little bit something like that. But it also does keep everybody honest. And, um, you know, even though there's no. Nothing on the line, but you know, like if you win, you want to yeah. brag and show your show your score. Right, right. So it's fun, you know. Uh, congratulations again to Matt, and thank you again, Matt, for putting together this challenge and making it part of our our podcast. I think it's really fun, and I love keeping the retro gaming aspect element in, in our podcast and and part of our discussion every month. It's really fun. So I like that he picks like Atari and NES games and and retro style games like that. Um, that have you know like score challenges type style, so that's what I prefer. That's what's fun to me. And uh, you did you did good, Matt. You beat my butt. And uh, this month we're doing Space Invaders. So I'm currently ahead. Matt has posted one score, and um, I flipped the scoreboard for the first time and got got I don't know ten thousand some points. So that was kind of cool that I was able to do that. Yeah. But it's early in the month, plenty of time. So join so in if score, you want. The score flips at ten thousand. You said. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So, play along. So that is that. That's our that's our uh, beat the bandy talk for the month. Um, let me get my notes out of the way here. So next uh, on our agenda here, we've got some uh, some Zelda hype to talk about because Breath. I'm sorry. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom, Breath of the Wild 2, I guess, whatever you want to call it. It's less than a week away now. It comes out this Friday. Both you and I, Chris, have it pre-ordered. And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm really excited about it. Um, it comes at a good time for me. With um, I'm, i got a vacation coming up at the end of the month. So I will have it for my vacation. And uh, hopefully I'll get to dive into it and put some time into it. So uh, we're looking forward to it. I don't know not much else to say. There's been some controversy. The game leaked. And... Um, I haven't really looked too much into it because I don't want anything spoiled anyway. So I know that the the game has leaked and people have been playing it early and stuff like that. But have you been seeing any of that uh, Uh, stuff online? I mean, I've heard different things. I don't know about the leaking aspect, but I I saw a couple of posts where Amazon shipped it early or something like that. I don't know. I I really don't care. Zelda's, um, believe it or not, is my favorite franchise for Nintendo. Um... Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to playing it, um, you know, there's other. Well, the fact that it's been on every system, um, yeah, it's been on every Nintendo system, other than maybe like the Virtual Boy or something like that. But um, I've enjoyed it throughout the years, and I feel like it's the most consistent. I, I guess that and Mario. Uh, but I, I would say I'm always more. Um, I, I anticipate Zelda more than any other. Um, franchise, especially Nintendo related franchise, or maybe probably any franchise for that matter. So, uh, I did got a pre ordered, yeah. I got the amiibo bought and pre ordered, and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, I got I got it from um, you tipped me off that if you ordered it from Walmart, you got a little wall hanging that yeah. goes with it, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, a little. And it's like not the special Trotsky edition or anything. Or, no, it's just yeah, the regular. It's... Just, just the regular. I didn't. I looked at the special edition and and yeah, 
I probably future Chris is going to be like, dude, why didn't you get it? Because this extra stuff, you know, it's kind of cool. But I got a lot of stuff. I don't really need it. I really just want the game. And uh, when I was looking through the different sites to be able to pre-order it from, um, some of them that you couldn't even get it because like they're, all their pre-orders were full. So I went to Walmart and it showed that it came with this little, it looks like a, like a banner or a tapestry or I don't know, whatever you call it. Anyways, it comes with the game, um, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I just want the mm-hmm. game, but I figure if you're going to get something free with it, you might as well buy that one instead of the other one. So uh, that's why I asked you if you had pre-ordered it yet. I mean, I know you're going to buy it day one either way, so you might as well just pre-order it and get the extra crap with it. So Walmart usually does pretty good stuff like that. I was a little disappointed they didn't do the same thing they did with... Um, with the breath of the wild that one came in a like a like a cardboard box i mean it still had the regular gamecube game i mean the gamecube it still had the regular switch case on the inside but it came in like a a a cardboard box with the game inside of it It also had like a book in it uh which they called it i don't know sitting right over there somewhere but it's uh some sort of guidebook or something but the box itself is just really really nice to look at and um I was kind of hoping they were going to do the same thing for this version. That's also another reason why I went to Walmart, because I did remember. I was like, oh, you know what? Walmart had that, but they didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So my son, Luke, also pre-ordered it, so he'll be playing along with us as well. So that's that's kind of cool. He's a huge, huge Zelda fan. He loved, loved Breath of the Wild. Got all the DLC for it. Played the heck out of that game. So he's really, really hyped about it. So... It's been fun kind of sharing that anticipation with him as well. So that's cool. And I you know, I had so much fun. I talked about this last podcast, I think, but I had so much fun with Metroid Prime that so much fun revisiting that and just admiring again how much care and effort they put into their thir- uh, first party game. So uh, now that I beat that and got that out of the way, I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of getting into another game of that quality, I guess. So it should be fun cool yep so what about you uh got anything that you've played or watched recently you want to talk about uh well as far as played i did finish uh, the complete story mode on uh, grand theft auto 5 i know it's like several years late but it was never a game that i worried too much about all the missions i would just play it and start doing extra random stuff running people over and shooting cops and just doing all the stealing helicopters and stuff like that. And uh, so I finally buckled down and finished the game up. Um, really satisfying. I, I do enjoy all those Rockstar games, that and Red Dead Redemption. Um, that's really the only thing. Well, I did stream a little bit this week on Instagram and a little bit on TikTok too. But um, I was just playing Contra. I was just trying to get that max score. Uh, I didn't even beat. I, I had a really good run though. I only played it one time through and um well i mean one session and uh i got to the fifth loop and just i just had blew off too many men early on i had wasted too many lives just kind of like talking reading the screen you know i was distracted i mean i'm not gonna make excuses but the truth of it is i don't die on the first level ever (laughs) i don't care what loop it's on and uh, I'd lost a couple lives on one of the loops on the first level, and I was like, oh, man, this is embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, at that so, point, you're like, forget it. Yeah, but um, I did actually get, like, a 
1 or 3.2 million, something like that, which is pretty respectable. Um, I think my yeah. high score is 3.5 or 3.7. So that's what was kind of like, that kind of bummed me out because I knew had I kind of focused at some point, I was in a good, I was playing well and I probably could have beat my high score. I don't know if I would have got the max score in that run, but I felt good. Um, I was, you know, I felt good and I started off focused, but, uh, you know, anyway. Uh, so I didn't I know you could stream one. Um, you said uh Well, Instagram? it's it's kind of bootleg streaming. I just put my phone to it and go live. I just oh, set I the see. phone up on the tripod and point it at the screen and go live. It's not like uh, Twitch or anything where I got the two cameras right. and uh, all that kind of right, thing. Right, Working right. with their interface. This is kind of a bootleg streaming. But uh, gotcha. it works just the same. So got a couple of badges or whatever uh, people bought me. It, it turned out. Uh, it was equal to a whole dollar fifty one cents, but hey, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. I didn't expect That's anything. Fine. I don't ever expect anything to be honest, but um, it is mm -hmm. nice when people do stuff like that. You know, it's yeah, it's cool. You know what I mean? Um, they go out of the way to, you know, be courteous and stuff like that. But uh, I just do yep. it for the fun because you know I just want to do it and just you know interact with some people and I felt like doing it at the same time. Might as well do it in the game you're good at. I, I did, yeah. after that, I threw on Castlevania, and I pretty much ran right through it until Dracula, but, you know, I was, my hands were kind of fatigued from playing Contra, and mm -hmm. I just didn't want to put too many attempts in, and I'm, I, I didn't end up beating, I turned it off, I just, I played them maybe, I maybe three or four attempts at them, and I'm like, ugh, this is kind of awkward, because <laughs> normally I don't, like, I mean, I'm not saying I beat them the first time every time, but I haven't ever really um, made a point to really get good at beating Dracula because I've never cared. I've never had no nothing on the line. I've never had, like, a no-death run. Well, mm -hmm. I, I take that back. I did have a no-death run going into Dracula once, but I, I haven't made that a point to want to have that. You know what I mean? I, I always just play right. it just to play it. You know, like, there's no score that I'm going for. It's just more just for just to play it and um right so if, i think if i were to focus on that i could get yes i know there's better strategies than the one i'm using um but mm -hmm. so that's something i need to do uh, get better at that if i want to stream that again because that was a little awkward um <laughs> at least for me anyway i don't know because then i was like yeah i think i'm gonna turn it off I'm like oh man you can't leave on the like the i'm like I, I, actually <laughs> right. i can you know what i mean like <laughs> I appreciate you guys sticking around, but I mean, it doesn't matter to me if I beat him. I beat him several times, so it's. I did get to the what they refer to his second form, the Cookie Monster. I got mm -hmm. to that, yeah. uh, I think, twice. And but at that point, you know, I I didn't have enough health. I didn't set him up right. You, you know, you're supposed to. The optimal strategy was Dracula is whenever you knock his head off, he's in yep. one of the corners the furthest right. point so that way you can get as much hits in without um without him you know the the quote-unquote cookie monster uh bumping into you because if you touch him you obviously you lose health right and uh you could you can actually get touched if you had full health probably twice at least i think he takes half health when he hits you or maybe it's a quarter but either mm -hmm. way i didn't have that much so he touched me once and i was dead so i didn't i didn't have enough yeah. and i didn't have the potion see the potion the optimal strategy is you have the potion when you go there or you get the potion when you go into dracula's uh crypt and because there's holy water right 
yeah, holy water, not potion. Yeah. Um, the holy water, and um, so then uh, you can lock him, and then then you're able to hit him in the head because you have to just like uh the normal form of Dracula. The only way to cause him damage is to hit him in the head. It's the same thing for his second form. You have to hit him in the head, but he jumps up in the air. So what you want to yeah. do is you want to lock him in the place with the holy water. While I'm using, exactly. you know, the what we refer to in our manual is the boomerang, but I guess uh, overseas it was uh, the holy cross or the something like that. I think it's called the holy cross or the cross. But we in America, I think they change it. I think if you look at the manual, it's called the boomerang. But I I, is, I, yeah. I prefer playing with it because I just enjoy throwing the boomerang. So I, And that's the way I've always played it. But um, the holy water is the preferred weapon. It's the yeah. most powerful. It locks them. It, it makes every boss kind of laughable, to be honest. Um, so I think the boomerang works best for the Grim Reaper, if I'm not mistaken. No, actually, it don't. You can you can freeze the boomerang. Uh, you can freeze the Grim Reaper right on the ledge and just keep throwing it at him and hitting him. I like. Really? I prefer. I've seen people just destroy the Grim Reaper. I actually done that once too when I I try to get good with the holy water. I thought you know what I'm gonna stop using the you know because you can like uh, lock them into place and walk right through them. You know, like when you're going through certain, like, yeah. you know, like those little statues that spit fire at you. And if you throw a holy <laughs> yep. water on them, you can just walk right through them. Yeah. Because, yep. you know, they're considered, well, you're like, in, uh, you don't get damaged because they're like blinking or whatever. You can walk right through them. So it really is a, for speed runners. That's the only thing they would use. Um, maybe minus a few other areas in the game. I don't know. I'm, I'm not too in depth with all the speed running tactics. But um, anyway. Those are the games I've been playing. As far as what I've been watching, uh, we just got back from Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I won't go into the movie as far as spoilers or anything, but we really enjoyed it. Cool. It kind of has a conclusion, you know, um, which I, I don't think that's a spoiler. I think that was all talked about going into the movie. So that was kind of good. And we enjoyed you that You know, that's a lot. funny. I've, I have not seen any of those. Oh, you're missing out, dude. I think those That's what the, I hear. I know. I, I will tell it's, you, I... I I am 100% confident in saying those are the most fun out of all the Marvel movies is the Guardians. That's what I hear. I've heard that from many people, and I know yeah. that I'm missing out. Everybody says that it's such a great uh, the chemistry franchise. With the, well, the chemistry with the, with the cast, with Batista and the, and the, the little raccoon, and um, mm -hmm. with uh, Quill, which is uh, the Chris Pratt, and... Um, mm -hmm. I can't remember the one who's half android. There's a, one of the girls. Uh, she starts off with she's very abrasive, but as the series goes on, she really picks up her personality. is so good. And um, I don't know, man. It's I think it's my favorite out of all of them. I mean, I you know, I you, you can have highlights. You know, first Iron Man, maybe Ragnarok is really fun. Um, the various... Um, um, the Avenger movies themselves, but I don't think they're as fun. They have fun moments, but they're more serious in tone. Whereas uh, the Guardians um, leans more in on the comedy. It's because James Gunn is just a better writer than some of these other writers mm -hmm. and directors. I just think he's just better, uh, which I think really bodes well for the DC universe now that uh, they've made him head of their 
I guess he's like director or whatever. He's he's the head honcho over there and um, in DC. So um, yeah, isn't he the one doing the new Flash movie with the Batman? All no, the Batmans and that stuff? that was already recorded. Oh. Uh, from my understanding, that was already filmed before he was hired. But I think he had a little bit to do with the editing process. Um, he might have helped them punch it up a little bit. Um, but I've heard a lot of good pre-reviews. I haven't. Well, I'm nothing spoiler related, but uh, some people I think who've seen like a pre-screening is very enthusiastic about that movie it looks good i mean they have a good cast i mean it's fun bringing back michael keaton and all that so it's going to be kind of hard to mess up if you just play it right i think the problem with the marvel movies now is they're, they're so formulaic it's just like watching the same movie over and over and that is kind of what i like about the guardians movies uh, I'm not saying they don't have some of that, but they kind of created some of that too, like um, mm. the back and forth, the 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 wit, the you know, all that. I feel like that's really got going more in the Guardians movie than every movie after that. Really feels like they've kind of ripped them off. All these other, you know, like I like the Ant Man movies, but I don't think they're as good. Uh, you know, I like the Iron Man movie. I mean, uh, the Iron Man movie. I like them, but uh, Thor. Uh, it's 50-50 with some of his movies. But really, and even Thor's chemistry with the Guardians is great. Like, that's like the highlight to, for me for, um, you know, Infinity War is uh, yeah. him, yeah. his little chemistry and, and um, you know, in-game with the Guardians. So uh, if you haven't seen those, Duke, I really suggest you get down and watch those. I'm not saying they're perfect movies, but I think you're going to really enjoy them. I mean, it's very surprising, like, Batista's this big muscle bound, you know, big muscled up wrestler, right? Or former wrestler now. And I just never would have thought I would enjoy him acting so much. And even something as simple as like there's this one character that's a tree, right? And his name is Groot. Yeah. And Groot, all he yeah. says is I am Groot. And you would think, you know, uh you could get anybody to do that voice acting, right? No, they get someone, they actually, like, it's Vin Diesel is the voice, and that's all he says. And it's just so <laughs> hilarious. It's like, that's why funny. would you pay Vin? I mean, I can't imagine Vin was cheap. It seems like they could have just got any voice actor to play that, but um, I guess it adds a little well, bit to the star power. You know, Batista um, has a fairly small scene in um, Blade Runner, 2049 but it's really good he does a yeah. really good job in that he's a good scene. actor um, yeah it was good in it in that in that scene well even that yeah, ca cabin in the woods or knocking the door knocking the cap knock on the cabin i think is what it's called the, the movie he just did that was a m night Shyamalan movie um okay. i'm not saying it's like a great movie but i would say he gives a great performance i think the movie's fine it's it's a good gotcha. movie it's 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 fine but it's uh, I'm not trying to discourage you from watching. I think you would enjoy it, and it's streaming on uh, one of the streaming services. Mm -hmm. But um, his his performance was really good, really yeah. good. He's definitely elevated cool. his acting, and and he's got a pretty good range. He does comedy, and in, in that movie, he's serious, and um, he's done some action and stuff like. Well, I guess Guardians is kind of action too. But well, anyway, I, I dug it. We went and watched that. Um, as far as TV goes, um, last night we we went right through the first, uh, I think it was the first four or five episodes. Of, I think it was four episodes of Barry. Have you ever seen Barry? No. 
Well, it's it's a pretty good. It's like a dark. Well, it's not like it's a dark comedy on HBO about uh, a hitman who um, decides to become an actor. Like he kind of stumble. Like I'll give you a little bit of the pilot episode. He goes to this acting class. He's supposed to go there to do uh, to complete a hit on somebody. And when he's there, he kind of gets sucked into. Uh, they think he's there to be one of the students and he gets sucked into the, like he has to come on stage or whatever, if I remember correctly. And, um, he gets the acting bug. So, uh, he's kind of juggling this life of still kind of being a hitman, but then also trying to have a normal life, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, it's got, uh, is it Seth? Um, it's one of the guys from Saturday night live. Um, I can't remember his name right now. But I did not expect to enjoy his acting as much as I have. Like, uh, he was always good on Saturday Night Live, but uh, I just never thought of him as, like, this big, good actor or whatever. But he's uh, really good. The show's really funny. And um, we really have enjoyed the season so far. So, uh, it might be some. It's on HBO Max. Bill Hader, that's the guy. Um, that's the actor. Oh, he's funny. Yeah. Like well,. You're going to trip out when you see his acting. Like, I mean, the really? show is definitely a comedy, but there's also a serious side to it as well. And um, right. <clears throat> it, I don't know, man. It's got a really good cast. And, I mean, there was this one scene in one particular episode, and I won't get into it, but I laughed so hard. I mean, I usually <laughs> usually TV shows do, don't have that kind of effect on me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Right. I mean, I it was just so funny, and uh, I did not expect it, and um, <laughs> it was it was really good. But so we watched that, and uh, we kind of got caught up on some other series. So, you know, with these streaming services, man, we got probably about a half dozen shows that we're dedicated to at any moment. <laughs> so it's yeah, like, yeah, you know, like you can get into too much, but. Um, you know, finished up The Mandalorian as well, uh, the third season. I won't get into that because I don't know if you're caught up, but definitely uh, finished that up and, you know, looking forward to new things coming up. Was How about it good? you? I mean, I enjoyed it. I mean, it, obviously, there's a difference of opinion, you know what I mean? Uh, but that's kind of been the, the thing all along, right? I mean... It's always kind of well, how does it a, hold up compared to the other two seasons? I'll ask you that. Well, as far I would as just say, quality and well, I say the quality as far as uh, you know, like the look and the sets and uh, you know, I feel like all that holds up. I think there's okay. some highlights of the season for sure. I think there's some of those sluggish moments for sure. Um, there was one episode in particular that I really did enjoy that kind of had a. Um, little bit of that feel from that uh that last show we watched um what's that last one it's not alderon what is the name of that last one? Oh, andor uh, andor there you go um it had a little bit of that vibe going in this one episode and i feel like they're really doing a I, we'll see how it pans out but uh they're really trying their hardest to um connect all these shows and kind of fix the sequels you know like they're mm -hmm. they're laying the groundwork for leading up to the sequels um 
Will they fix the sequels? I don't know. Some people don't think they need to fix them. I am not in that boat. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> the first movie started off good. We've talked about this before, so I don't want to go back down that road. But um, the last one in particular with the with the Emperor and, you know, somehow Palpatine returned and all that, they're kind of telling you how Palpatine returned, I guess. They're kind of laying that foundation with uh, cloning and everything. So um, gotcha. I feel like, I feel like whether or not you like the whole arc of the season, I think you'll like a lot of the stuff you see. I mean, you're a fan, so I don't I don't worry too much about you. I think uh, the casual viewer will probably have their ups and downs with it, but um, I think the, the fan who's invested in the story is going to enjoy it. Well, on that note, I did start Boba Fett, finally, because finally. I'm eager... Yeah. I'm eager to get into Mandalorian season three. I really wanted to watch Boba Fett before I did that. You kind of um, have so to. So I'm only. What's that? You kind of have to. I mean, do you have to? Yeah. Have to? No, because they do show a little bit of a recap. But um, I would say it'd be silly not to, because you won't. Yeah. You're gonna miss some stuff. So I am three or four episodes in. Um. I definitely don't like it nearly as much as The Mandalorian. It definitely has some issues. Okay. Um, but I'm not uh I want to give I want to watch the whole season before I judge it fully, but Now did just, you get just I, the, I forget the 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 structure of I mean all the which episodes was which, but have you got to the one where he kind of has um his flashback episode where it kind of gives his um where he gives his background, like what happened to him, uh, him being the Boba, Boba Fett. What there's happened one, to him? Well, I mean, the, it starts out like that. He, well, no, no, no. But there's one particular one where, like, he you see the backstory of him with uh, the Sand People. Did you get to that one yet? No, I don't think so. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Then I, then I won't go any further. Never mind. Keep going. Uh, just as far as, I'm not, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think the, the guy playing Boba Fett can carry the show real well. He's just not that uh, great of an actor. He's not terrible, but he just doesn't have the same presence as the guy that, you know, does The Mandalorian or other shows. So that's that's a little issue for me. He just doesn't he's just not that great in my opinion. And it's a little hard to to this takes place right after Return of the Jedi and he's about 20 pounds heavier than he was. <laughs> And you just can't help noticing that he's a, he's a lot and all the action scenes he's very slow and it's just the action's kind of weak. I'm yeah. just it's just not it's just not that great so far. I'm hoping it kind of ramps up and gets a little better, but so far I'm not very impressed honestly with with Boba Fett, which is well, kind of what I, I heard. Mean, I heard he it was wasn't... in the Sarlacc pit. I mean, the guy went <laughs> he gained weight. In the pit. No, I mean, he came out injured. You, you know, you know, you don't bounce back the same Duke. Come on. I guess, I guess. But he is the guy who was in the prequels. I, I'm pretty sure that's the same actor, right? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, that's kind of It's the guy that cool. played Django Fett. Django Fett, yeah. yeah, so I kind of feel like that's cool. It is cool. It, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and he's not a terrible actor. He just doesn't have the... He's not the quality of actor, in my opinion, that can carry a show. It seems well, that's why like you have to have a good cast. Yeah. Because even... Let, let's, I mean, even look at... Uh, Pascal, or what's his name? The guy who plays yeah, the Yeah, Pedro Pascal. Right. Pedro Pascal. I yeah. think he's a really good actor. But, yeah, I, I mean, too. how much acting can you do when you're just in a suit? And is he even sure. the guy in the suit, or is he just the voice? I don't even know. 
I think it's like half and half, yeah. Right. So sometimes he is. Sometimes what's he really doing? Guy. I mean, it's kind of like you have to have a good ens- ensemble around you, or else it's just a guy walking around in a suit with uh, very little dialogue. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I do. I really do enjoy the Mandalorian, and I liked Boba Fett. I don't think it was one of their top series at all. But I don't know, man. I guess I'm just not as picky when it comes to stuff like this. It's just more of it. It's not that much of an investment as far as time goes. Um, I would rather sit at home and watch 10 episodes or 8 episodes, whatever it is. I think it's 8 or 6 or whatever. I don't know. It wasn't that many. I think it was 7 episodes, right, for Boba Fett. I think I'd rather do that than go to a movie. Like I'd rather do that than go see those pre uh, sequel series and just leave just disappointed after being in the movie theater <laughs> for three hours. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Yeah. When you're at home, you got your phone, you can pause it, you don't have to watch it all at once. I don't know. It's Yeah, I, I mean I, I, I prefer I, these kind of stories than let's go to the movie theater no, and sit there I, for I don't three disagree. hours and be disappointed. Having Star Wars on a, a streaming network like this is great. There's all there's a lot of Star Wars content. If you're a fan, yeah. there's animated shows, there's all the old stuff, there's everything. And all these newer shows are in general, I loved Andor, I loved the Mandalorian. Um, I just don't think that Boba Fett has the same level of quality. Just some of the dialogue and the acting is a little off. It, and the, even visually, the special effects don't seem as good as they were in The Mandalorian either. So it's just a little bit, a couple notches below. Um, and the directing, like I know that Robert Rodriguez seems to be directing a lot of these episodes. And I'm, I'm just surprised at how, how poorly they're directed, in my opinion. But anyway, it's not terrible. I just, um, I'm, I'm going to give it the whole watch and then I'll kind of... I guess make an assessment. Hey, you also got or... Obi Wan. Don't forget about that. I know, I know. I'm just so far behind with with everything, honestly. So <laughs> I got a lot of Star Wars content to dive into. But finally, I started Boba Fett. So, so anyway, I guess we can dive into our main topic. Yeah. But before that, I have to I have to go to the bathroom. So can you give me a minute? Yeah, you're gonna edit that okay. part out though, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll be right back. <laughs> All right, so on to our main topic. Uh, as mentioned before, we're talking all about 80s supernatural mysteries. Um, this was, Chris, you grew up the same time I did, and this was a um, kind of a big part of our pop culture, I think, at the time, was um, all these strange phenomena that were seemingly potentially real, and I think it's interesting to talk about the the fact that you know the pre-internet era i think was what made this possible because i don't think uh this type of these topics and these themes and these things are nearly as popular as they were um i would say late 70s into the early 90s would you agree with that yeah some of these still have a little bit of legs but most of them don't um it feels like this era of these kind of things are Mandela effect or glitch in the matrix or you know deep fake whatever that kind of stuff is going on other types of conspiracies have kind of taking over these kind of things I don't think these are necessarily conspiracies what we're talking about but I feel like uh, they fit the same um, same vibe yeah and it was much easier to um believe in in these things i think in the 80s i think even for our our parents and stuff um there was just not as much information out there there wasn't 
nearly as many cameras and, and good quality cameras. So you can have grainy images of things and you could kind of believe that these might be real. And there just wasn't nearly as much awareness, knowledge, information out there as there is today. So even I think our parents were a little ignorant or naive in thinking that some of this stuff uh, was was possibly real. And uh, you have you had created kind of a list here. Should we go over the whole list of what what we're talking about here? And, yeah, and just sure. Kind of then go from there. Sure, sure. Go ahead. So we're mainly talking about these are the big ones that I that we remember from our childhood that were uh, prominent on shows like Unsolved Mysteries and the tabloids and stuff like that. And that is Bigfoot or Sasquatch. Or often also also called Yeti. what Yeti was it yeah, the the, the snow version of <laughs> Bigfoot, um, alien abductions, the Loch Ness monster, the Bermuda Triangle, uh, ghosts and hauntings, um, and the as we as we get further down the list, they're more a little bit I guess uh, what would you call them adjacent? Yeah, they're like adjacent because I I wouldn't say they they fit the same category, but they were things that were always pushed in television shows. Um, even mm-hmm. even something like Unsolved Mysteries, but definitely shows uh, these would be uh, things that would happen it, to a character in a movie or in a TV show or even in a cartoon, for that matter. Yeah, and I think where they're most relatable is I think that a lot of us thought these were probably or could be real. Right. Um, including Hypnosis. Right. Uh, quicksand. Yeah, I always had this amnesia. irrational fear of dying because of quicksand. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> Well, that's going to be a fun one to talk about. I I think that's going to be really interesting. But uh, Amnesia, which was a very uh, commonly used trope in a TV show or a movie, which I'm not even sure is is that real, the way that at least the way it's portrayed. Not the way way it's portrayed. I'm sure in a very traumatic accident, someone could have brain swelling, which could cut off memories. Uh, yeah, something like that. But I mean, Gilligan on uh, would get hit in the head with a coconut and all of a sudden be intelligent <laughs> yeah. with a completely different, or be suave or whatever. You know, it, not only would it, a lot of times, not only would it take away uh, your memory, it would also give you like this more charismatic, uh, you know, personality or whatever. You know what I mean? So right, right. And then sleepwalking. Which is a real thing, but again, the way it was kind of portrayed in film or movie, sure. or film or TV, and then demon possession was the last one that I put on the list. So that's kind of the group that we came up with of things that, you know, supernatural type phenomena that um, we're, were often thought to be maybe, maybe could be true. You know, I guess in earlier times, they thought werewolves and vampires were real, right. and, and our in our time, we thought, you know, alien abductions in Bigfoot were, and Loch Ness Monster and stuff like that was yeah. real. So it just stemmed from the pop, I think, pop culture and certain TV shows and certain tropes that were in um, TV shows and also just our imaginations and the tabloids and all that kind of stuff. So we just thought it'd be really fun. Well, again, your idea, but I think it's going to be really fun to talk about all these things. So I thought we'd kind of start with some of the TV shows and movies that we remember that might have fueled a lot of this stuff. And I had I have my own notes here. I made kind of a list. But what comes to your mind when um, you think about what might have fueled this phenomena or this this kind of um, the time? Well, to... as a kid, there's a couple things that come to mind right off the bat. One would be Scooby Doo, uh, Scooby Doo, okay. and um, 
Heck, even Bugs Bunny had a form of a Bigfoot in it, but or even aliens. Um, that Marvin the Martian or whatever is uh, an alien abduction kind of thing. But um, Scooby-Doo as a kid, but then when I'd be watching TV with my parents, there was this uh, show uh, besides Unsolved Mysteries, which was another big one, but that was a little bit later in the 80s. Not late, but later I'm thinking earlier 80s, um, there was this show that Leonard Nimoy used to host called In Search Of. I and, remember that. Yeah. yeah, and at the beginning, it would show kind of all these like little quick little clips of various things. Like there was always that famous uh, Bigfoot video of uh, Bigfoot kind of yeah. walking across like this uh -huh. big open area in the forest. A giant hairy creature, part ape, part man. Indians call him Sasquatch. They believe he is as gentle as he is powerful and mysterious. He's been seen many times in the rugged mountains and deep woods of the Pacific Northwest. The encounters have not always been peaceful. And kind of looking over his shoulder and then continuing to walk. Um, That's been which... parodied so many times. In fact, I remember The Simpsons in an episode where Homer kind of did that. Somebody right. caught Homer walking. He did the same motion where he looks over his shoulder. I was like, oh, that's the Bigfoot footage. You know? I, I have a co-worker. Uh, I won't name him, but um, he looks like Bigfoot. He looks just like that when he's walking, the way his arms are swinging. <laughs> and um, So, yeah, that was one that I remember. Um, and then, like, another big one was Into the Unsolved Mysteries. They... They did two different episodes, if I remember correctly. One was on the Roswell crash, uh, with uh, you know the 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 various military guys showing that that became that picture that like went into the into the newspaper. They were showing the debris, and then of course they retracted it and said it was a weather balloon, um, and it probably was, but. It was probably well, a secret uh, craft, and then, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. That might be getting a little too deeper into it, but, so that was something that was on Unsolved Mystery, and then there was another one, um, there was a, there was a couple that got abducted, it was, a, um, it was a, I forget their name, but there was a pretty famous couple, um, uh, it was a African-American guy and a white lady, and they were driving home, it was sometime during the 60s or late 50s, and, uh, they both um, were abducted and, you know, they were, you know, their car stopped, you know, it's, it's one of the, like those things that they showed on X-Files and various other things. But, uh, you know, they're driving down the road, all of a sudden big lights above them, their car stops working. And next thing you know, they wake up and all this time, you know, like it's four hours later and they're still sitting in the car and they don't know what happened and everything. Yeah. Um, that was yep. really cool. It had a big impact, but, you know, and then Loch Ness Monster that was something I think the first time I, I saw anything about the Loch Ness monster was uh, on a, a national inquirer uh, at the grocery store with my grandmother and my mother. It was just something you just kind of glanced at and was like, Oh, what's that? You know? And uh, there, there was yeah, that would other see that all the time. Yeah. Well, there was another famous photo of, you know, some guy who snapped a shot of, you know, this grainy little bit for, you know, distant picture of this uh, long neck, almost looked like kind of like a Flintstones dinosaur peeking its head out of the water. Yes. Um, but anyways, that's a start. Yeah. What, what about you? You got any memories of stuff like this? Yeah, I think uh, thinking, you know, of, of media or shows that kind of 
fueled this hype. I, I think the biggest one for me was Unsolved Mysteries. Um, right. I just, this afternoon, I sat down and I watched, I picked the episode that I remember the most, and that was the alien abduction episode, and I watched the whole thing. It was really fun to go back and watch an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Now, this show ran from 1987 to 1999. I think it was kind of rebooted again uh, in the 2000s, but I'm not going to talk about that. I think the original run, it ran for nine seasons on NBC and then two more seasons on CBS. But I I think after watching it tonight, um, what stuck out to me the most was that the quality of these reenactments were very well done. This was like watching like good quality television production. They had camera angles, they had good actors, they had, you know, it was a good quality production. And you couple that with Robert Stack, who was the host of the show. And it just made everything very believable. Because I don't know if you remember Robert Stack, but he had a very commanding, rich voice. He was a tall, he was an actor, he was a, he was a famous actor. And he had that trench coat on, and when he said something, you just kind of believed it because he had that kind of confidence about him and that um, body language, whatever. As a kid, it just made it. I think they just picked a really good host. He was a, he had that very distinctive voice, and again, the whole trench coat thing and the way the show was lit, the music, and the quality of the reenactments just made every topic they they picked. As a kid, especially, you just kind of believed it. So I think that was this. You can't take away. I think that the Unsolved Mysteries show was a huge part of why that became such a part of our pop culture of the time. Was was him and this show? In 1945, five Navy torpedo bombers took off from a Florida airfield and headed east over the Atlantic, only to disappear without a trace. Thus, the legend of the Bermuda Triangle was born. Today, an aviation researcher believes he has found one of the missing planes and solved the mystery of the lost patrol. Now, there's other things as well that trailed off of that. But for me, this was the biggest thing. And every week they had something else. Alien abductions, they did the Bigfoot, I think, the Loch Ness Monster. You, know, you name it, they probably did it. I mean, this was like 12 seasons, like I said. So they covered a lot of content. And like I said, um, I just think that the host, the quality of the reenactments, and all all the production quality in general really made, when you're sitting there watching this as a kid, you're like, wow, this this really could be real. So I don't know if that was your experience watching this show as a kid or you watched it a lot. Oh, for sure. Dude, I I took uh, Unsolved Mysteries as they were fact. The fact that that they showed an alien abduction or even – they would have a ghost episode or they would, you know, they yeah, definitely yeah. dabbled in a little bit of uh, Bermuda Triangle, which is another one we're yes, going to talk yeah. about. Uh, they definitely talked about the Bermuda Triangle. Um, I'm not quite sure if there was a Bigfoot episode, but I wouldn't be shocked if there was. But oh, I mean, I'm sure I, there had to be. There was even other shows that would have like an episode that revolved around. I was trying to think of one specifically, but like I almost feel like. Like, it'd be like a nod and a wink. It wouldn't be like, like you would, you know, like the character would, you know, like maybe like, uh, um, like Magnum P.I. or, or, um, or, uh, like, uh, the, the one with the car that talked. I don't know why I can't think of the name of it, but. I'm David Hasselhoff. Hooray! Various episodes, they would, like, sometimes they would 
move you know like there would be an episode that just had a little supernatural vibe to it and it feels like they mm-hmm. always kind of all these big shows uh night rider was the i don't know how i forgot that name but there was just all these <laughs> shows where they, they would like kind of dabble it in but it would never be like it really happened or sometimes it would it would leave you kind of like did that happen at the end or you know that kind of thing of course there were shows that were just like out and out about it like a, a greatest american hero um was all about aliens you know aliens had dropped off this yeah, suit to this yeah. guy and and you know um you know of course the more mainstream you know holdovers from like you know it was syndication to us but you know Star Trek and the various ones. I mean, that's all alien stuff, you know, people from other... And but then you've got V. I mean, the list v, just goes on right, of aliens yeah, exactly. invading that actually, Earth. Right, really leaned into the thought. Yes. But, I mean, I even go into, like, you know, just all the various cartoons I watched, they always seem to have, like, an alien episode or a Bermuda Triangle episode or, you know... Like, we didn't get a lot of the... Yeah. Uh, well, there was even other things like monsters and stuff like that, but it but they definitely took some of these headlines that you would find in the Inquirer or or, or you know these these folklore yeah, wives I, tales and they would work them into the show. Right, and I think that the the brilliance behind Unsolved Mysteries is the tone. It's like a serious news show. Like they're, I watched they're not it with around. my grandparents, it's, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right, right. They didn't. They weren't really into like hokey stuff you know they watch i mean my 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 grandmother liked a lot of uh murder mysteries you know she watched the uh, murder she wrote and or she'll watch the uh, like a movie of the week or whatever my my grandfather was into uh detective shows so you know when you sit down and watch unsolved mysteries with them um you know they're all interesting stories but a lot of it had to do with you know who killed this person or this person ended up missing and you know these men then all of a sudden it's like they're doing one on aliens like you believe it (laughs) you know it's like i was like whoa yeah and it's like you know as a kid it was akin to watching like 60 minutes yeah 2020 it was like a adult show but hey there's aliens and there's bigfoot this was this is real stuff you know well because there there were real mysteries involved in the show it wasn't like they were made up i mean Maybe the alien stuff wasn't legitimate, but the the other mysteries were real <laughs> cases, you know. Yes, yeah, a lot of them were, yeah. But it was it was funny watching the the episode that I watched was perfect because they went over the Roswell stuff, and that was a, a infamous episode in Area Fifty One in the desert, and. It was supposed to be a big cover-up and a government conspiracy that it was a UFO and people were seeing you know lights all the time over top of the desert, blah blah blah. You know, you, long story short, it ended up it, they declassified it and it was just a, a surveillance balloon that that um, was taking pictures of nuclear sites or something like sure. that. Sure. So it it was it was not a UFO, but for for fifty years that was always like. Because this was this was the Roswell took place in I think I wrote it down here. When was Roswell? It was like f- in the forties, I think. So for like fifty what? years or so, people thought that was a legitimate cover up and an alien, you know, craft that crashed an alien. And then you had people saying that they was they had uh, they were in the base and they saw aliens being dissected and all that kind of right. stuff. So you just kind of you kind of believed it. There was an and actual also, okay. Hold on for a second. Do you remember when Fox aired? They supposedly found some footage, and it was <laughs> yes. called 
alien abduction, fact or fiction, and they were yes. showing basically these doctors uh, dissecting or you know doing an autopsy on uh, on an alien, and it was all yeah, grainy and various shots yeah. and you know all this stuff. I mean, it was an interesting show, but you know, like I mean, that was definitely full X Files hype when that came out, but. Um, anyway, uh, real quick before I forget again, I remember the name of that couple. They're Betty and Barney Hill, and I believe they got, um, it was early 60s, like 60 or 61, they were uh, abducted, they claimed they were abducted, um, like, on some back road in some small town. Mm -hmm. And, uh, what I always thought was kind of legitimate to me on that, because, you know, like, you gotta think, back in the time, this was in the 60s. I mean, they probably already had, like, an, you know, because they were a mixed-race couple, and back then that was really hard, you know what I mean? So, like, I wouldn't mm -hmm. imagine they would want to have brought more attention to themselves. So, like, I remember as a kid when I heard the story, or maybe it was a teenager more, I probably didn't think that hard about it as a child, but, you know, as a teenager when I kind of thought about, how, you know, race relations and how hard it was for, like, a, a mixed-race couple, uh, especially, like, a black man and a white woman, there was, you know, a lot of bigotry and everything. And I would imagine, like, it just seemed like you'd want to lay low. And then they're announcing to the world they were abducted by aliens. Uh, it just feels like unwanted <laughs> right. attention. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Well, this episode also went into another famous abduction um, by these four men that were camping. I think it was up in Maine. And... Um, it was called the. It was based off a book, or actually, the guys wrote a book, the Allagash abduction book, and they were on this unsolved mysteries episode telling their story. This was one of the more famous ones. Yeah. They were out on the lake, and the bright lights over the sky. A ship came down. They don't remember. There was lost time, you know, and they, and they're all having the same dream, and it was like suppressed. And they went and had hypnosis, and they recovered all this stuff. And it was they all had the same. Were telling the same story when they were hypnotized. And they also all passed the polygraph test, which is a big thing right. in the 80s, a lie detector test. You know test. what? That should be another thing that should have been on this list is yeah. lie detector tests. It seemed like everything had a lie detector test in every episode. So this this episode had it all. Hypnosis, aliens, lie abductions. Detector, yeah. But I did a little research after I watched the episode, and it's you know it's kind of ironic. They were He wrote a book. So this all this could have been just promoting, or was just promoting the book that he wrote. Come to find out late, you know, it's it's what thirty some years later or whatever, you know, they they admitted it was a hoax and it, well at least some of the guys admitted it was all made up and they were trying to make money off of this this hype or whatever that was going on at the time. Right. So that that has kind of been debunked, but it was just funny to watch that episode and then go go do some research now that it's you know time is on my side and these guys are probably very old now and they have nothing to gain from keeping the truth I guess except maybe their pride. But you can go back. You can go back now to some of these episodes and, and dig into the, some of the the truth if you yeah, want. Yeah, how it's it turned funny. out. But yeah. So also, do you remember a movie, um, Fire in the Sky? I was going to mention that movie uh, about the a, a little group of guys who were going working in the mountains. They were uh, loggers or something like that. They were going up there, and um, they were out of their truck and. Uh, all of a sudden, a ship ab appeared above them and uh, hit one of the guys with a uh, with the tractor beam or whatever, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, took them. And the other guys, you know, jumped in the truck and freaked out and took off. 
And uh, they went back to town. They told the whole town. Everybody's thinking they're crazy. They're thinking they just murdered this guy or whatever. Um, everybody's freaking out. And all of a sudden, the guy shows up. And he's uh, naked. And he's walks. He, he doesn't know where he was. And doesn't know what happened to him. And uh, all started coming back to him in dream form or whatever. He started having little flashbacks and everything. Um, yeah, I always, I always liked that movie. I, actually, I rewatched that movie last year, and I still enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, I think I saw it once, and I remember thinking, "Wow, this was pretty well done." And it wasn't, um, it wasn't terrible. No, but I'm... it was the, the thing about it was it was supposed to be based on a true story, right? And it was based off a book called, um, let's see here, the Walton Experience. Um, which was supposed to be this guy's um, real-life experience being abducted by aliens. But come to find out, the movie was heavily um, changed to make it a better movie. Uh, apparently, the guy's story was pretty mundane, or they wrote a film around his general story. But um, the movie was apparently not exactly like the actual the book or his real experience. I find that But it was one of those believe. films... What's that? I find that hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that they would change the but story. The, what? Right. Yeah, exactly. Writers in Hollywood. Go figure. But this was in 1993. Um, and I remember when this movie came out, it was it was kind of touted as like a real, a real true story. Right. Which, as we go down this list here that I have anyway, that that's a, another theme, I think, in around the same time, late 70s into the early 90s, that these movies would come out based on a true story. And um, the next one on my list is the Amityville Horror. Right. I think that even opens up, and on the screen it says based on a true story when you first start the film. So that's another one that falls into the haunting uh, category. But I remember that movie, that that was from 1979. I, I wouldn't watch that as a kid. It scared me too much. But I knew that it was supposed to be based on a true story. Yep. So do you remember that movie? Oh yeah, uh, dad goes nuts. Uh, I think I think he kills some of his family. I don't think he killed everybody, but um, and I think yeah, basically the the house started uh, talking to him, and there was cold spots in the house, and there was a uh, uh, I don't know down in the basement there was uh, maybe I don't know a portal or something. I don't know. I, it's been a while since I've watched the movie, but. Uh, ultimately, it was a haunted house and uh, made the father lose his mind. I don't know. One scene that stuck out to me that I think, now of course, I don't know if this differs from the book or the actual story, but um, they ha- there was like all these flies on the wall or yeah. something. And, you know, they, I remember they, that scene, yeah. Yeah, they had a, a, a priest come to the house or something because like, they always have to have a priest scene in any of these <laughs> yeah. abductions or any of these uh, hauntings. But um, I don't know. I, I enjoyed the movie. I mean, I own it. I haven't rewatched it in a very long time. But yeah, that that one's a, one of those things where some of it's been debunked. Some of the story was changed to fit the movie, to fit the book. But um, there was an actual, there was a crime there, if I remember correctly. I believe the father, or maybe it was the oldest son, somebody killed somebody at the house and blamed it on the house making them feel crazy i mean i have to look it up but um isn't the house itself like a, a tourist attraction like you can go see the actual amityville horror house somewhere I'm yeah not sure is, i i think it's been uh i still think it's been bought and sold a few times i think it's still uh still around 
Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what about you? Can you, I got more on my list, but do you have any on yours you want to talk about? Or like haunted houses? No, no, just um, movies or shows that that are oh that that, that were based on it. Well, okay, maybe not necessarily. Uh, I well, I think back to the um, to the unsolved mysteries, the Bermuda Triangle. That was always something that was such a huge thing. Like uh, Amelia Earhart could have went down in the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, there was like this whole squadron of World War II fighters that went out. Uh, on a you know just like on a, you know not, I wouldn't call it a mission but basically they were gonna go out to do some maneuvers and come back and they were lost and never came back and um, you know then there was always this um, the thing about like a plane going through the Bermuda Triangle their instruments would go crazy or mm -hmm. they would lose direction not know which way they were going so there was always compasses like would be spinning around and right, you, know, you right. couldn't see anything. Yeah, it was always there's always the same story if you flew over the yeah, triangle. That was always a big one um, when it came to uh, one of those irrational fears. Even though I've never been anywhere near Bermuda, but I remember as a kid thinking like I would never go through that area. And I mean, and, you know, honestly, that's one I kind of believe, but not like a. a vortexes and all that i just think it was just like an area that probably had a lot of bad weather yes you know what i mean yeah. like it probably just had a lot of bad weather and planes were crashing in the water and then you when you're out in the deep ocean they don't do a lot of uh dives to look for planes you know what i mean like yeah yeah you crash out there it's kind of the end of the road i mean not every plane's the size of titanic you're not gonna find them there's probably a lot of sunken planes and ships out in the ocean so um, and it's more fun to come up with a supernatural reason why a boat sank or there's a lot of planes crashing in a particular area so uh that's what fuels a lot of these um i guess legends or phenomena that turn into like supernatural reasons behind them so did you know also that i didn't know this until i did a little research here um poltergeist was apparently it doesn't kind of I think advertise it that way, but it's based on apparently a true, a, based loosely on a true story. Um, uh, this I was, think I heard a little something about that. I didn't know that. It says it was based on the Her Herman family who claimed that their Long Island, New York home was haunted by a poltergeist due to objects mysteriously flying around, and they claimed that it was because they built a home near a Indian burial ground, which was, you know, the main plot of the. Well, that the, the see, that's film. another that's another trope we could have been in, but I don't necessarily know if it would fit. But it was always something about Indian burial grounds where, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, there was always something was built on it. Like, um, well, Stephen King really had a thing for it, right? Because um, yeah, I think so. The which is the one pet cemetery? I think that had something to do with an Indian yes, burial ground, yes. and uh, yeah. Anyway, maybe it was just the one movie. Well, no, I, I think there was subtext to The Shining about. Well, no, maybe I was just more about ghosts, but um, anyway, yeah. Yeah, and then I had on my list too um, another movie that kind of um, played into the same theme was Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Right. Now, this wasn't based on a true story. This was just written by Steven Spielberg, Spielberg. and some other screenwriters, but right. um, it's a alien coming to Earth, you know, film that had this the, the cliche spinning kind of a uh, disc-shaped 
flying saucer and the little and the aliens and all that stuff. So it kind of fits right. into a film that would have been part of this whole hype that we're talking about here. Um, then I have on my list Harry and the Hendersons. Right, which I was, was I was comedy, bring that but up. it was we talked about Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah, it was Bigfoot. Um, and I got one. I I got The Exorcist on my list too. The, again, the, I'm just kind of listing off the films. Well, that, that I goes remember. into the possession, but you know there was also. Uh, well, I guess the Omen wasn't necessarily a a possession, but that was uh, just Satan's son. That's a different thing. But right, uh, but okay. So there was a this parody show that my parents watched for a little bit. That was like a parody of soap operas, and the name of it was called Soap. And it was like Billy Crystal. I remember that, his, yeah. Yeah, it was one of his earlier, um, it was one of his earlier, maybe his earliest acting job, or at least maybe a big one for the time. It had a couple other names in it. Uh, some of like were older actors who had been more famous before, and some of them who went on to be big, bigger after Soap. But uh, they had a demon possession storyline in it. And uh, or someone got possessed by Satan or whatever, and I think there was even an alien abduction one in there too. But I definitely remember the 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 demon possession one, and uh, in soap operas too. Like ironically, because uh, I would watch that a lot with my mom. But they always had these crazy it was, amnesia was huge in soap operas. Yeah, There's always somebody who. And then, well, another, tr- this is a different kind of thing, but there was also the one where they went somewhere, got in a horrific accident, and then had to get facial reconstructive surgery, and they looked completely different. <laughs> right. That was just a way to switch the actor, though. Exactly. You know what I, mean? but I know it's kind of a different thing, but. Um, and then uh, another one on our list, the hypnosis, that was something that. Um, I would remember a lot that would play into uh, murder mysteries or whatever, or people who had been um, abused or something as a child or whatever. There would be this, uh, they would be hypnotized and they would have all these stories that would come out. Um, There was this made for TV movie, uh, this doctor who, uh, he was a military doctor and he uh, killed his wife and kids and uh, it had a double whammy in it. Um, He claimed that I believe he claimed he did it during sleepwalking that, uh, cause he woke up. Well, I think initially they try to blame it on some hippies or something, but then I think he tried to work in that when they found, you know, they were like, dude, it was you. Then, um, it was a uh, hypnosis or not hypnosis, but sleepwalking that he did it all in his sleep. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. That was, I remember a couple of, of stories. And I, and I think, I think they even worked in hypnosis cause they put him under, to have him tell the story, and it's like this guy must have been loving this. It's like, dude, they're believing the sleepwalking, and they're gonna hypnotize me. Like, man. Well, I remember as a kid uh, watching shows where they'd have an audience, right? And it, I guess sort of like a magician trick. The, right. the the hypnotist would like hypnotize people in the audience and get them to do whatever whatever he yeah, wanted. Yeah, act like a chicken or whatever. Right, and I that was always supposed to be real, and I I don't know. I haven't done any research on that one, but I, I don't have, know if that's... You've I think never all. tried to be hypnotized? Me? Yeah. No. Have you? No, I haven't. I've I've been okay. in situations where I could have, but I just thought, I'm not going to do this because it's going to be awkward. I don't think it's real. 
Well, I mean, it, notice you don't fair, really hear much about it. I don't think you hear much about it anymore because I, I will now just you have, tell you. Hold on, I would tell you there were several years ago. I was at the Fresno Fair. I mean, four or five years ago. And off to the side, they had a hypnotist, and it was just all these regular people sitting out. He could have had plants in the audience, but he picked out like six people from the audience, right? Right. And one of them was me. I thought he pointed at me, and I ignored him, and he might have pointed at me, but the person next to me went up there. And he put them all under, and they asked them all to do these various things. He would tell them they're a chicken or to, you know, whatever. These various things he would plant in their head. Whenever he said a word, they were supposed to do something. And everybody got a big laugh. And then he put them all back under. And, of course, that was always the thing, right? When, when you come up, you're going to forget all this stuff. You're going to be relaxed. It's like it never happened, blah, 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 blah. Right? Well, I remember right. this happening. And this guy, when he comes back, he sits down and he's talking to his wife. So I'm overhearing him. And he's like, it was so weird. I was like in a dream state. You know, and I was like, so it was, it was strange to me that the way the guy explained it, it felt like he was just kind of going along with it, but yet he couldn't not do it or something. You know, like he, he, it wasn't, uh, he didn't forget anything. Like he, the way, I mean, I don't think the guy was a plant cause he was sitting here having this regular conversation with his wife, but, um, I don't know, man. I think you just kind of have to be stupid to be able to be hypnotized. You know? Well, I remember I think I had it explained to me or maybe I heard it explained to one of these shows as a kid where the hypnotist or the show would disclaim that, look, if you don't want to get hypnotized, you're not going to get hypnotized. If you're sitting there going like it's you can't do it against your will. You have to kind of allow yourself to be hypnotized or, or something like that to some degree. So I think when a lot of these hypnotists would do these random audience members. You know, it's kind of fun. You get to go up on stage. You're you're in a good right. mood. You're, you're part of this thing, and you kind of go along with it because it's funny, and you can kind of maybe believe a little bit yourself that you couldn't help it, but I think it's just like a trick. You know, it's like I don't think it's a yeah. real thing. I don't like, think if you, so either, but... Remember in the movie Office Space where that's that's kind of the part of the plot of that right. movie yeah. where he gets well, that's hypnotized. Yeah, the big plot, to, to not care, right. and then all of a sudden his life gets better. Right, right. So that's that's kind of something you see in films a lot. Well, right. And I remember uh, specifically. Um, liar, liar see, is the same way. Is that? I, yeah, I don't. Is, yeah, I did, but is that what happened? Get hypnotized. He gets hypnotized, so he can never. Uh, he can't tell a lie, even though there is a mistake in the movie where he does tell a lie, and it always drove me nuts. I, I couldn't believe it was. It was like, what? Well, what? He just lied, but it doesn't matter. That's a side tangent, but. <laughs> There in the movie, he gets hypnotized, so he can't tell a lie, so he has to yeah. tell the truth every time. And you know, it's funny because he also did another movie that was pretty much the exact same premise called Yes Man, where he goes to uh, he uh, he's a guy who's kind of like things aren't going his way, so he goes to like a motivational speaker, and the guy's just like, you got to stop saying no to stuff. You always just got to say yes. So he goes out and he says yes to everything. It's pretty much the exact same kind of movie, but it, it you know, wasn't bad. It was another Jim Carrey Like movie. George Costanza, he did everything the opposite. Right. Everything started I mean, getting better. Everything started going his way. Yeah, I mean, it's the same. It's the exact same result in this movie. I don't right. think there was a kid involved in Yes Man, but, you know, he gets a girl and, you know, I don't know, all these things. Guy's offering him Red Bull. He keeps saying yes. You know, like, you want another one? Yes. You know, it's like <laughs> he drinks like six Red Bulls. He's all fired up, you know. I've never seen that movie. 
We gotta check that one out. <laughs> I think you'd like it's a good one time watch. I mean, I, I don't know if it holds up, but it's probably I don't know. I remember liking it more than I thought I would like it. But it seemed like in the '80s, like being a hypnotist was like a real occupation, like You're almost right. like a therapist. <laughs> right. And like in like it was just portrayed in this episode of Unsolved Mysteries where they had a hypnotist, and the way it was reenacted it was like he was like this doctor, like like this serious, like they had an office, and they all went in, and he hypnotized them to see if they all had the same story, and it brought up these memories, and it was like a real thing, but. I mean, notice we don't have hypnotists anymore. We have, you know, therapists and and you know, well, psychologists we also have, and stuff uh, like that. Um, mediums and stuff like that. Like, well, so yeah. That's become mainstream. I'm like, you all be pretty gullible, man, believing in mediums. But if you remember, they often would have like a, a they would pull out like a a pocket watch. Like the one right. on the chain, and they would like dance. They would like swing it back and forth. And like, you're getting very sleepy, type thing, and they would just kind of fall into a trance, and that was being hypnotized. So it's kind of well, silly there now. Was, there was also that other thing where, uh, like, a pendulum or whatever, it go back and yeah. forth, and you yeah, like to the, stare at the like, light or whatever. Yeah, like the counter for like a musician type thing. Right. But, you know, as we see, it's not really a thing, and uh, nobody uses that anymore. But back then, we thought that was a real thing. That was a real person, a real occupation, and they could really, you know, hypnotize people and pull information out of them or get them to tell the truth or whatever the case may be. But uh, it's pretty funny um, how how it's portrayed in TV shows and movies and stuff, as we just mentioned. But So next, this is a fun one, um, quicksand. So I just kind of dove into this this afternoon as well. What what, what are your... uh, What's your experience with with quicksand in, in uh, TV shows and stuff like that? You said you had a fear of quicksand, so let's hear it. Well, okay, so Indiana Jones, there's quicksand, right? He gets in quicksand in, uh, in uh, Temple of Doom, and he's like, throw me... Or maybe it's not Temple of Doom, but it's one of them. He's like, no, I think it's the last one, the Crystal Skull. It throw was me Crystal a, Skulls. Yeah, throw me the the rope and they're like you know it was a snake and he goes don't call it that you know just call it a rope but um but yeah it was quicksand was always one of those things where you know you're gonna be you're just you know you know as you do you leisurely walk through the through the jungle right i mean you know you're out mm-hmm. on a nice little stroll and uh you step in some quicksand and uh you can't move once you're in it you're stuck yeah. and uh you die so that that was the whole thing. The more you move, the faster you would sink. So you had to kind of like you had somebody had to throw you a rope. You had to be real still. Um, mm-hmm. And the more you kind of agitated the sand, the, the quicker it would pull you down. So I remember most prominently Now this was in quicksand was in a ton of shows, a ton of TV shows like uh, uh, what was that Hercules show? Wasn't there a, a young Hercules or something? What am I thinking of? Yeah, there was what? a Hercules show. There was a, a scene in that with quicksand. The, the list just goes on. It's, I think there was probably Land of the Lost when it had a quicksand episode, where that was, uh, you know, part that of sounds, the. That sounds familiar. But movies, I remember most prominently. To me, the most famous one was a Neverending Story, where the horse. It's a you know obviously it's a, a scene that scarred all of us as kids, but right. our tax sinks and it's like the saddest moment ever. But that's one that st- stands out in my mind. Come on, boy. What's the matter? I understand. 
it's too difficult for you. of Arabia had a, a quicksand scene. Um, I know Bill, our friend Bill, is a big fan. That's like his favorite movie of all time. Oh, yeah, you, he loves uh, that movie. I do remember that. Yeah, have you seen that movie? I have. Okay. Yeah. And as you mentioned, the Crystal Skulls had, had it um, as well. That wasn't 80s, but um, no, it no. felt like there was always a quicksand in any sort of action. There was definitely quicksand in cartoons. Uh, you know, I kind of leaned back on those. Scooby-Doo, I'm definitely sure, had a quicksand episode, because they all did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know Bugs Bunny had a quicksand. Like, they all had quicksand episodes. You're going to stand in quicksand, you're going to sink, and you're going to die. Well, funnily enough, I did my research, and it's not true. There, There's no such thing as quicksand as it's portrayed in these movies and TV shows. There is a quicksand that you can kind of get stuck in where you sink down and you have a really hard time getting out unless you have some help. But nothing that will, you will completely sink into and it will suck you down to an unknown abyss or whatever, whatever it's supposed to be under the quicksand. But it's kind of funny. Well, how it works is it's got to be a very certain kind of sand and a certain, I guess, uh, water volume. And it makes it so it's kind of dense, but when you apply pressure to it, it kind of sucks sucks you down but it can never suck you down more than about halfway because your body is too buoyant to, to in that type of liquid if you want to call it that to fully right. sink so there's no in recorded history nobody's ever sunk down all the way down into quicksand well, i don't happen. believe it and i'm still not going to the fort or the jungle i will not do it so you can so. you can rest easy chris you're you're <laughs> i you're, don't know <laughs> man i don't know so explain that to me what, what do you mean you had a fear of like Walking in the woods and there was like a puddle. And no, you were afraid not of... not the woods. It was always a jungle. Even though I would never go to a jungle. I was going to say, always... when have you been in the jungle? I never have. I never will. But um, if it's not the snakes that's going to get you, it's the quicksand. So you just were afraid of it. So you just, you, you're saying you well, didn't like to see it, it, it in it's... movies? No, 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 no. I didn't. I, I'm making a little bit of a joke here. I mean, I I, I would oh. just say it was like an irrational fear. I would think, like, if you go to a jungle, you have to be real careful because not only are there snakes everywhere, not only is there, you know, mosquitoes that'll give you malaria, or there's, you know, uh, jungle people who will try to kill you <laughs> and shrink your head or whatever. They're gonna, you're gonna step in quicksand and you're not gonna make it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I gotta give Bill a little bit of a hard time because. Lawrence of Arabia has probably the worst portrayal of quicksand I've ever seen. I just watched a clip, and it's just a guy running across the desert, and he just starts sinking in the sand. 
There's no water. Now, is is just... that quicksand or is that like a sinkhole? Did they refer it, it to was... it as, as quicksand? Because the way I always thought of quicksand is there was like a liquid base to it. Yeah, like it was. Yeah. It was a little liquidy. Is that how it is? I haven't seen Lord's. Uh, uh, well, I mean, I watched the scene, time. and essentially, it's this guy running across the desert or walking or whatever, and he starts sinking. And okay. I mean, there's a hole there. It's just sand, and the sand is kind of like sucking him down. And uh, the other two guys throw the. Uh, they make a rope, fashion a rope out of like his head tarp, whatever you call it. And they throw it over to him. They have to be off to the side. They're trying to pull him. And he just continues to sink down and down and down. And he dies. So I, I've, I've never seen quicksand portrayed like that with no, where it's not like muddy or whatever. It was just regular sand in the middle of the desert. So well, I, I think it it's in, supposed to be and quicksand. It definitely says quicksand. Well, it says quicksand scene. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. He's running across the desert, he's pulling a camel. Yes, and he just starts sinking. So, well, because see, the reason I I I didn't think of it as quicksand because in um, Mad Max Beyond uh, Beyond Thunderdome there was a quicksand scene then, where okay. he's going across the desert uh, when they kick him out of um, when they kick him out of Barter Town and they stick him on this horse or maybe it's a camel or something. I think it's a horse. And uh, he's got this big thing on his head, and his hands are tied or whatever. And so this thing's taking him out into the desert to die. And at some point, the the animal falls over, and he's kind of like laying on the ground and you know trying to get his bearings or whatever. And then the 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 sand starts to suck the animal in. So he's like, oh, you know, he's like struggling to get away from it. I mean, he makes it out, but so yeah, <laughs> it's it's a very yeah. similar scene. But yeah, this guy's screaming right now. So I just—I I mean, have to randomly have our... there just happened to be a another group of guys with camels walking by. That was very fortunate. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen the movie. I do like that movie. Um, yeah. So I don't remember the context of the scene, to be honest with you. I don't know but, either. Um, some dudes walking across. Yeah, maybe maybe our buddy thing. Bill can explain this um, this part of the movie why it's. Uh, if it is supposed to be quicksand, I mean, it's uh, a terrible rendition of it, let's say. It, it doesn't make right. any sense. <laughs> you know? The sand, just random spot in the desert is, is quicksand, according to this movie. But, um, yeah, it's kind of Are you still watching that clip? No, but I was going to Google it yeah. and see what it says on the Internet. Uh, the movie Lawrence Arabia is one of the main scenes was complex. Complete, it does say desert quicksand. So I guess there's yeah. a distinguishing difference between desert quicksand oh, and special jungle quicksand. quicksand. <laughs> yeah, does dry quicksand exist? Dry quicksand is loose sand whose bulk de- uh, density is reduced by blowing air through it, which yields easily uh, to weight or pressure. It acts similar to normal quicksand, but does not contain air uh, you know, it does not contain any water, does not operate on the same principle. Dry quicksand is an example of a, a granule material. Okay. So it does so, exist. I mean, you know, Wikipedia claims there's dry quicksand. Okay. Historically, well, it, the existence it, of dry quicksand was doubted. The reports of humans 
uh, and complete uh, being lost right quick sand was considered to be folklore 2004 it was created in the laboratory but it's still not clear uh, what is actually um, in nature so mm. it has a lot Debunked. of uh, yeah I mean it says that they they can replicate it but they're not quite sure if it's in nature which basically to me says it's probably not out there it does get oh another one the princess bride that was another movie that had it and I'm, now i'm looking at this list here um <laughs> princess bride the mummy which the mummy's 90s that's not really what we're talking about here but uh, the princess bride uh, when uh, princess buttercup falls into the dry quicksand and wesley jumps in to save her which is very heroic by the way you jumping oh, yeah. into quicksand well he tied a rope around him and he jumped in there <laughs> to get her uh, that was another movie that stuck out to me now that I'm reading it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So there's plenty There's plenty of stuff that had quicksand in it. It was definitely a trope of uh, of the 80s. One of those. Yeah, uh, but for yeah, sure. Turns out it's turns out it's not really a thing. It doesn't really seem to be. No. Even in a movie like uh, Lawrence of Arabia, it's not, it's not like a, a sci-fi or an action film. It's like a, a serious film, and... It had quicksand in it, <laughs> so that's yeah, I, I tend to believe the dry quicksand could exist, though the way it's being presented, because it just feels like a sinkhole, essentially. So maybe calling it quicksand really isn't the right way to describe it. But I mean, sinkholes exist. You could get sucked into the earth if you were to step in one of these areas that collapse. So like, maybe that's kind of what it is. Not I trying guess. to. Uh, not trying to defend Lawrence here, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like there might be something to the desert quicksand, as opposed. Uh, I'm kind of leaning into where you are. There's probably not a lot of it in the jungle, but I don't want to go to the jungle anyway, so I, I'm not going to find out. <laughs> right. Well, we kind of touched on ghosts a little bit, but um, that was a big one too that you would see on Unsolved Mysteries and, and other shows where you kind of uh, would buy into the fact that maybe maybe this was real because they would have these people on there that were telling these stories and they just didn't seem like they were lying. And they would tell these, you know, going back to them, they're kind of silly. They, you know, people would say, oh, uh, you know, I went upstairs and a bell rang and I went back down and nobody was there and, you know, it had to be a ghost. And I, I felt this presence and a cold chill and all this stuff. And then they go back and they would say, well, we did some history and t- come to find out there was a murder in this house and they would make a whole show <laughs> right. out of it. So those were often, um, you know, uh, lumped in with these other things, these these ghost stories that people would often tell. And I, I didn't put this on the list, but I'm thinking of this one now was like reincarnations. Do you remember those where yeah, somebody would say, oh, you know, it's funny yeah. is nobody ever comes back. You know, they're always Napoleon or. Uh, Cleopatra <laughs> right. or something. Nobody ever comes back as just like a nobody. Right. Well, I yeah, remember I mean, like you would watch th- these people be telling these stories. Like they always felt like they were somebody else or something. And then they, you know, they kept a name kept popping into their head. And then they went out around the corner and they found the gravestone that had that name on it. And they did some research and he used to live in their right. house. And it was this whole story. Meanwhile, they just probably wanted some attention or something. You know, there's none of that's possibly true reincarnation and it was always like you said it was always some famous person or somebody super interesting and right. uh, but, but that, they used that to was be often... rich and famous and now they're no nothing you know what i mean it's it's never right. the opposite it's not like uh you know george clooney is going to come out and say he used to be like 
you know, a cabin boy in the military in the, you <laughs> right, know, the, right. the, you know, the fifth, the 1800s or something. You know what I mean? Like it's, it never happens that way. Exactly. Right. And I always thought it was funny speaking of the amnesia one, how they, how they would portray that in TV shows, because like you said, they'd get hit on the head or be in an accident and they'd be perfectly fine, but they couldn't remember their name. They had no idea where they were from, but they could function perfectly. I don't know how real that is either. I don't think that's a thing either. Like that kind. I know amnesia is real, but not the way it's it was portrayed in those shows. It was always usually in like a comedy though. You would see that where it was just a tool to get the story to move into a certain direction. Where uh, one of the characters would bump their head and they had to figure out who they were or whatever, or they they would find somebody walking around they didn't know who they were. And they had to figure out where they came from and what happened. So that was that was a common one to see well, as well. It, okay, so amnesia is real, but it just depends on. So I'm I'm reading a little bit about amnesia right now. Um, it talks about it generally describes just memory loss, uh, whereas amnesia sometimes in the shows or a lot of the times it wasn't just memory loss. It wasn't like I don't remember who I am. Sometimes it would give them, like I said, the whole different personality, which was just like feels fake. Well, it probably yeah. is. Um, <laughs> but it says the loss can be temporary or permanent, but am- amnesia usually refers to temporary the, the temporary variety. Causes include head and brain injuries, certain drugs, alcohol, traumatic events, or conditions such as Alzheimer's disease. So obviously I think Alzheimer's doesn't quite fit amnesia. That's more dementia or just... Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know that kind of thing but um yeah how come oh, wasn't wasn't the plot it, it of says the... it affects one percent of men <laughs> i imagine it present i would say it's a high percentage of men because they typically you know forget their family or uh the chick they <laughs> took out on the date last night they forget their phone <laughs> right. numbers right yeah yeah wasn't ahead, the main wasn't uh, the Born series? Wasn't that an amnesia? Yeah, yeah, that's what. Now, I thought. see, there's the other thing too. Like, uh, so I think he got the amnesia from a traumatic accident, but then there's also that same thing where like they get programmed, right? The sleeper cells and uh, that. Yeah, not sleeper right, cells right, per right. se, but you know they, they get like uh, Sirhan Sirhan, right? He claimed to What's be that? programmed. The guy who killed Robert Kennedy. Oh, oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, he had the same so name. So that, that plays Sirhan, into... Sirhan. That's like uh, the Manchurian candidate stuff. Uh, being and plays into, like, hypnosis, hypnosis, too, a little yeah, bit, hypoto- right? Yeah, hypnosis, where they're, they're hypnotized or brainwashed, depending on how you want to... Um, you know, they get reprogrammed through, uh, you know, maybe sometimes it's through, like, uh, stress, sleep deprivation. Um, yeah. You know, CIA tactics, I guess, you know. But uh, I don't know how much of that is really true. But he always claimed that uh, he didn't know anything about it. He don't know why he was there. He didn't shoot the, pre- you know, well, the presidential candidate, Robert Kennedy. And uh, he always claimed that, um, you know, he, he didn't know nothing about it. He didn't even know how he got there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. He claimed he was hypnotized or brainwashed brainwashing i mean that's another thing like the whole brainwashing thing it's like 
the way it, way it was saying, like, well, I don't know. I guess people can be, I don't know. I guess it depends on how you use it. You can convince somebody of something. I guess that's technically brainwashing, right? But. Well, obviously, it's a little exaggerated in TV, but I mean, I think people that succumb to cults, or sure. let's let's say women that are in abusive relationships where right. they they won't leave because they're kind of brainwashed, they're they're controlled by someone else. So uh, it's definitely a real thing. It's just not called being brainwashed, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. they called it in in TV, but yeah, that's yeah. certainly another one. And and sleepwalking, that's that's one that um, you know, there's the whole imagery of someone walking around with their hands out kind of thing like a mummy almost yeah <laughs> uh, getting up in the middle of the night just doing things out of their control um but that that is one that well that's obviously a real thing um it, it's not it's not terribly uncommon honestly um just not again not the way it's it's shown in in tv but um that's the one that freaks me out the most that's that's a question i had at the end of our uh, little topic here which one of these scared us the most but I might as well go ahead and say it now. I uh, that always freaks me out is is sleep. The notion that somebody is walking around and not really conscious and not really themselves and saying just talking in gibberish and and I remember watching shows where they would have like grainy uh, footage of like a camera they would set up to to catch them sleepwalking just to help them out and find out what they did and it was always the weirdest thing to watch and this was real footage. This isn't fake stuff. This isn't this isn't, isn't reenactments or anything. Um, and they would have a, a, a footage of somebody getting up in the middle of the night and like walking around the house and doing weird things and like opening the fridge and eating and they would have no recollection of it the next day. And that used to just freak me out so bad because I don't know why that always is just something that that irritates me or, or kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies. But have you ever seen that kind of footage? I've actually seen it in real real life yeah i have two to a small degree um go ahead and tell me your story i was i dated this lady for a while and um one of her children uh would sleepwalk yeah they would it's, get it's up not, and they would yeah so they'd, they'd walk to the the kitchen and and uh stand there for a minute and turn around and go back to bed and sometimes they would say stuff um yeah I had a conversation with them one time. Like I didn't know they were sleepwalking. That was that was another one of the tropes that went with sleepwalking, right? You were never supposed to wake up a sleepwalker because <laughs> yes. they would die of shock, right? Yes, don't ever wake somebody up. Yep. Yeah, they would die of shock, and I, I don't necessarily think that's true because I urged them to go back to bed, and they they just did. I said, "Oh, you need to go back to bed," and I helped them in there, and they just got back. They don't they didn't seem to remember it or anything, but. Um, yeah, that was uh, I've seen it, so I know that really is a thing. But uh, it it was creepy though. It scared the shit out of me because I just look yeah. up in the dark and I see this little figure walking by, and I'm like, "What the fuck was that?" I thought it yeah. might have been a ghost or something. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, just, uh, I had a couple. It's kid. it's fairly it's fairly common in children. It's not like I've raised three kids and. I think all three of them, a couple of times at least, had, had, had a sleepwalking episode where I remember one time specifically, Luke used to do it a lot, but I remember one time Bobby, when he was probably, I don't know, three or four years old, maybe five, we were downstairs watching TV and he just comes walking down the steps in the middle of the night. And we're like, I, I ran over to him. I was like, what's the matter? What's the matter? And he's like, 
he just kind of was looking at me with like glassy eyes and just was like just talking in gibberish. I was like, I was like, honey, what? And she's like, he's just sleepwalking, hon. And I was like, well, you got to deal with this. I, I just like walked away. I was like, this is freaking me out so much. I, I was like, I, I can't deal with this right now. So she kind of took him, walked him back upstairs and put him to bed. But I thought it was the weirdest thing that he was sleepwalking. And then uh, a couple of times it happened to Luke. But um, a couple of times, like, you know, Tara would wake up talking in her sleep. Um, I'm sure everybody's kind of experienced that to yeah. some degree where somebody's dreaming and they kind of sit up and start talking. And I don't even like that. So th- for whatever well, my, reason, my this- grandfather what, uh, scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. My my uh, my grandmother would tell me that sometimes my grandfather would um, have like uh, real strong dreams of, about, you know, like his what happened to him in the war. And oh, he yeah. would night terrors. Yeah, and he would be uh, he would like be grabbing her by the arm and you know like wrestling with her and and she'd have to like hey, hey you know like wake up and like he thought he was fighting the Japanese because that's yep. that's that's the part of the war he was in the the Japanese um, mission or campaign and um, he he would have these dreams that he was fighting with a Japanese guy kind of like the guy tackled him out of the bushes or something and. You know, yeah. he, was, he was having this hand-to-hand combat with him. He was going to kill him. There was a lot of stuff that probably happened to him in the war. He wouldn't tell me, but he told me a little bit. But he, he didn't really get too uh, too much into it. He was just like he – I knew more happened than he was willing to talk about. <laughs> you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. um, Sure, sure. He would have those things where I, that just frightened me. I just thought like, oh, my grandfather always – uh, scared me not in a, in a in a really bad way, but, I mean, he was an, you know, he was an intimidating guy, not – cruel or mean but you know he was a strong man you know and um, yeah and i just thought man if he was grabbing me in the middle of the night was, i would probably pee my pants you know? well yeah i remember much like i mentioned before about seeing some you know footage of people that would set cameras up for like studies of their sleep disorders and uh, same thing i would i would see um videos of somebody with a sleep disorder where they would have night terrors as they call them and they'll be sleeping next to their spouse and they would just start, you know, hitting the spouse and it's thrashing about in the bed and they have to wake them up. And it just always creeped me out. But, uh, yeah, these, these sleep sleep disorders are, are a real thing. Um, in fact, my daughter has a sleep disorder. She has sleep paralysis. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, where you can't move or whatever. Yeah. You're kind of stuck and, in place. Um, it, another one of those things, you know, we've obviously had to do some research because, you know, she's, she's had episodes um, pretty commonly um, and it's, it's not terribly uncommon, but the version that she has is, a, a I guess a little more severe where, um, you know, it happens where she has hallucinations when they happen. And it, it, that's a part of us sleep paralysis. So in our, in our, in our research, looking into it, it's very bizarre. Like they, they described it. I, I probably can't uh, recite it the same way that it was in this article that I read, but essentially, there's a, a disconnect, you know, there's a error in, in the, the brain or whatever that causes the body to still be asleep, but the mind kind of wakes up and they're not like in, in uh, synced up with each other. So oftentimes people will just wake up and they can't move. And some and sometimes these episodes last for minutes and minutes and minutes long, sometimes even like 15, 20 minutes. And with my daughter, Sometimes she has hallucinations, and oftentimes it's somebody sitting on top of her, or there's like a gremlin or a demon or something in the room, and oh, that's a geez. very common, 
very common hallucination to have for whatever reason. But it's um it's it's pretty um it's pretty crazy that she has those. It's um she describes them to me every time she has them. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is just so weird. Thankfully, it's not. Some people it kind of traumatizes them. For her, it's just kind of a it's just kind of annoying. I mean, it's not good. She doesn't like it. Um, but you know, she has a bit of a sleep disorder in that department where she has uh, sleep paralysis um, fairly often. So well, that's that something that you don't see me. in TV. Yeah, me too. Because I don't like those types of things, as I mentioned. But um, thankfully, it's not too disruptive to her life or anything. But it can it can be because some people get um, you know apprehensive or stressed out about having them. And sometimes she does. She's afraid sometimes to take a nap because she often has them when she takes a nap during the day. So it's it's pretty crazy, but that's one that you never saw on TV or anything because it's not as entertaining as somebody walking around, no, and, no, you know, right. <laughs> doing stuff while they're sleeping. But so I added this one kind of last minute, but um, I put Demon Possession on here because uh, another one of those films that was supposedly based on a true story was the um, The Exorcist, and uh, obviously, especially the way it's done in the movies it's not none of that could be true i mean she's like her head spinning around and crawling on the walls and stuff but um i think that's supposedly loosely based on a true story um i didn't look into the details but do you recall that as well yeah they changed it around though i don't think it was a girl i think it was supposed to be a boy the true story i just watched yeah. um a pretty good documentary on the film like a like kind of like a review slash documentary on YouTube, this one channel that I like, and they were talking a little bit about it. Um, it was a book that actually wasn't doing very well, and um, I don't know, I think writers were just looking for interesting stories, and somebody came across the book, and then they decided to adapt it to a movie. Uh, there was some changes, though, but, you know. That's just the way it is. I love that movie, though. I feel like it's an excellent movie. Um, it's oh, yeah. very creepy. Uh, I say if you're going to watch it, you definitely want to watch the extended version over the regular version. It does add some scenes that are a little long, but I think it kind of adds to the atmosphere. But um, just the crab walk scene where she comes down the stairs, yeah. that's worth yeah. that's worth whatever <laughs> you know. Uh, slower moments that are added to the front end of the scene. Um, there's a, there's a couple of scenes that probably could have been tightened up a little bit, you know, the hospital scenes and stuff. But I, I really think though, that that kind of makes it feel more real though. Like you're seeing them kind of doing some of these mundane things, this poor girl having all these tests done to her and, um, yeah. the mom with all this frustration, just not understanding what's going on. This daughter having all these episodes, you know, she's coming down to a dinner party and just peeing in the, her pants. Or, well, not her pants. She wasn't even wearing pants. But she's in her nightgown mm -hmm. and her underwear. And she just pees on the floor and, you know, and is not understanding and hearing all these noises. And then, you know, before, like, the real crazy stuff begins, you know, like this buildup. I think they do a really good job of building up on that. But, um, yeah, in pop culture, they definitely parodied that and used it and adapted it to other things. I don't think... I don't think any of them. I don't know. I haven't seen this new um, movie out recently. Um, this got Russell Crowe in it. Um, the Pope's Exorcism, I think it's called. Um, hmm. I haven't seen that yet. Is that supposed to be I, real too? I don't know if it's based on any reality, but I just think I've heard it's a 
good movie. They're already talking about a sequel, so it must have oh. something going for it. But uh, I don't think anything's going to ever compare to The Exorcist because if you've never seen it, the first watch is pretty intense, you know. And I, I kind of feel like it is one of those movies that hold up. I know this isn't a movie review episode, but since we're talking about <laughs> The Exorcist, I well, don't know when I mean, the next time we're going to. It kind of just working it in considering there. the impact this movie had too at the time and, and putting it in historical context with the content that if you watch it now it's like it's like it blows your mind that this was in the 70s right um and yeah it was it was intense for it, i think it was like banned it was all kind of controversy around the film and everything so sure. it, it definitely had a cultural impact but you know this was demon possession when this this movie probably fueled that one the most but you know, we, that was one of those things we thought was, you know, could be real, just like uh, Loch Ness sure. and Bigfoot and everything else and ghosts. It was one another one of those things, supernatural things that we thought, well, it says it's yeah. a true story. And, you know, we hear these stories and the Catholic Church doesn't lie. Right. I mean, it was like uh, back right. then it was, you know, Well, I mean, but, you know, the thing about the whole based on a true story, I mean, that's an episode in itself. We could go over every movie that has I'm looking at one right now, Fargo. Um, at the beginning of it, it says it's based on a true story. And then I remember thinking like, oh, this is based on a true story. And then I saw an interview with the director and he said, nah, he just added that because he thought it would make the movie feel more <laughs> what? or something. Yeah. That's, so so you can, you're allowed to lie, I guess. That's funny. Well, absolutely. There's no law against it. You know, you're not under, under oath or anything. You know what I mean? So <laughs> right. um, I just, I, you know, I, I think that whole based on a true story thing um, some people take it real serious, man, and they, they don't really think about the 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 key word is based. Based, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, they based is very uh, vague. You could just yeah, but uh, when you're a little, you're a kid, when when you're a kid you and you see that, you're like, it's true. Yeah. Look, Dad, look, Mom, it's true. It says based 100%. on a true story. So you're thinking everything you're watching is exactly how it happened. You don't, you know, you didn't have the opportunity back then to jump online and dig into the real story. You just kind of took it for what it was, that it was a true story. So, yeah, it's kind of funny. They they use that as a a means to get people to watch him or build a hype or whatever. Right. But so that's pretty much our list there. So let's talk about like which which ones as a kid did you find the most interesting to either fantasize uh, about I, I, or... I, would, I, I would say aliens for sure yeah that's mine too i mean i think as i got well i think that's another question but as i got older i i probably the between that and ghosts because i thought about the fact that if ghosts were real then that could prove a like an afterlife you know what i mean like that would be like a proof it would be reassuring if there was ghosts to me like i out of the ones that I want to be real, I think it would be ghosts. Like if I were to see my grandmother or grandfather and they were able to talk to me, that would let me know that there's guaranteed life after death, which uh, not to get into faith and all that. I mean, it's just about, it would be a guarantee in my mind, but um, mm-hmm. uh, the one I was the most intrigued with, cause I think, I think ghosts actually scared me the most as a kid. Okay. Because I felt like they could be anywhere. You go to someone's house and there'd be a ghost. Um, you know, and then seeing uh, Poltergeist at a young age, you know, there was a, a few other ghost movies I'm pretty sure I saw at a young age, but Poltergeist, probably the one that stands out the most. But um, 
Yeah, the the thought of uh, you know, you can go to anybody's house, there could be a ghost, or you could be walking in an alley <laughs> right. and there'd be a ghost. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah. Bigfoot's in the woods and the Loch Ness right. monsters Just... in a place that I don't even know where that is in the Bermuda Triangles in Bermuda, right? <laughs> you know and. Yeah, just you know, don't all go these to those other places ones, and you're fine. Right. Like, Aliens, like, E.T. was nice. You know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> right. didn't, I didn't really think, like, Aliens would hurt me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. But how about you? Which one uh, concerned you the most as a child? Well, I found uh, the Aliens the most interesting, just like you, because yeah. I loved science fiction. I loved space. I loved Aliens, all that stuff. So I was pretty fascinated with these stories when I was a kid. However, I never, I never was fearful of them because I didn't believe, I didn't believe they were true. Like, I don't know. Out of all of these, I, I didn't, I didn't really. I'm trying to think of the one I thought might have been, could have been the, the realest out of all these things. And I, I probably would say. Let's see here. Bigfoot. Well, take no, sleep. Never, take take sleepwalking, amnesia. Take that yeah. off. Take hypnosis off. Uh, I would say out of like the aliens, Loch Ness monster, Bigfoot. I mean, uh, yeah, Bigfoot, uh, Bermuda Triangle, ghosts, and let's say demon possession. Out of those, which one do you think's the most real, or the most well, back, likely that it's real, or at that I time would, or whatever? I would say back then it probably was demon possession. Not. Not that I was ever fearful of that. Like, I, I was never afraid that I'd get possessed by a demon or anything. But I guess because I grew up a Christian, um, like ghosts, I never believed in ghosts because it doesn't line up with what I was taught was real about the afterlife. So I, I thought, well, that can't happen because that does not, not, the, not the way it works. You can't get stuck in between, you know, earth and heaven. So I just wasn't anything I ever would believe in because of the way I was brought up with my Christian faith. Okay. Um, and earlier on... I was raised Catholic, so the whole demon possession thing and the priest thing seemed very real to me, even though it was dramatized and exaggerated in movies like, um, and I never saw that movie as a kid, honestly. The um, Oh, the, the Exorcist? The Exorcist. I never saw that as a kid. So You uh, have but, but seen I heard it as an adult, though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, as a kid, I knew of that movie, and I seen the trailers probably, and I seen the clips, and I, I knew about it enough to where... I heard the conversations about how it was based on a true story and there's priests that actually perform exorcisms and they have to go to special school for it. And all that stuff was kind of real to me. So that's probably the one that I probably would have believed in the most um, as, as a child. But um, I think, as I mentioned before, the one that I was most fearful of was the whole sleepwalking. See, anything like when I would watch a TV show or a movie and the main character or the good guy was in a trance or like was hypnotized or something like that that always bothered me so like um if I think indiana in, jones got in the trance in the temple yeah i hated that yes that's what i'm talking about and didn't superman wasn't he like bad what was what was the was the superman well, 2 well that 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 was superman 3 and it happened because uh the kryptonite they had that weird colored kryptonite that made him split yeah, yeah, yeah. I I always hated or that as a kid. Or it turned him uh, right. There was a he was drinking and uh, you know having sex and uh, yes, being yes, a jerk. yes, yes. That yeah. that bothered me so much as a kid. Anytime a character in a in a in a movie, especially if it was the main character or the good guy, was 
not in control of himself in some fashion, whether it be through hypnosis, mind control, or a trance. I never liked that. So I kind of put sleepwalking in that same kind of realm where it's somebody that's not in control of themselves, which is one of the reasons why I never drank or did drugs, because the notion or thought of some me not fully being in control of everything I do and say horrifies me. And I don't like being around people that are drunk because it or high or whatever, because it's like they're not really themselves. It's like they're like a like they're in a trance or they're like, you know, it's just that that always bothers me. So that's why I think on this list, the, the sleepwalking thing um, was the one that I kind of feared, feared the most or bothered me the most, I guess, even even when watching movies and just never liked seeing that. You know, like I talked about, we had this conversation before when they would switch a girl character or switch a character to a different actor. It always bothered yeah. me. Well, <laughs> it's kind of in the same the same thing, same vein. When a, a character was in a trance or hypnotized, I just I wanted to leave the room. I just never liked it as a kid. So how did, how well, did your parents... I, w- I would say with alcohol, uh, I forgot the way the saying works, but uh, basically it's... Uh... Like what you think when you're sober is what you say when you're drunk. Yeah, it's like truth serum, I guess, yeah. to some degree. So uh, I don't think you're necessarily who you're not. I think you're just a looser version of it. But, yeah, um, yeah. You're just not as I'm in not control. To, I'm not trying to encourage you to drink. But it's not really <laughs> about you can be out of control if you're really drunk. Uh, but then you're. But now you're talking about losing uh, also equilibrium and various things like that. I just yeah, think uh, yeah. when you're drunk, you stop giving a, a crap. You you're you're <laughs> right. just willing to say a little more because you're a little more emboldened. You know what I mean? Like you've been, yeah. uh, you're losing a little bit of those things that would hold you back. Um, but back to the list, I thought the Bermuda Triangle was the most likely, and I still think that as an adult, I think that probably is a real phenomenon. I just think it's just not maybe the way it was portrayed. I just think it's just bad weather. You know, right. So you you don't think it was supernatural? No, no, no. I don't think it's supernatural. I think it's a real phenomenon. I think there yes. was probably a, yeah. a an area that had certain air pressures uh, that yeah. you know yeah. is that just you know didn't mesh well with long flights and um, you know you're out in the middle of the ocean and you know the way the you know you're probably getting a lot of rough tides or whatever that can steer you off course. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe that. I, I think amnesia is a real thing, but not the way it was portrayed. I mean, you're not going to get hit with a head with a coconut. But I think you could be in a real <laughs> serious car wreck. And, um, uh, you know, Shannon was in a car wreck, and she yeah. for, didn't know what happened up until the moment. Uh, I yeah. got into an accident playing football where um, me and a guy hit heads. And um, next thing I know, I'm... My, um, my eyes are open and people are staring at me and you know i don't know what happened i got knocked out but i i couldn't even remember what led up to it it took me a while to kind of piece all that together you know what i mean so that was yeah. like a temporary amnesia you know what i mean i did end up piecing it together up until the point where i was knocked out but uh, you know of course i didn't remember that but um mm-hmm. and then you know and i've been under amnesia or uh, anesthesia anesthesia uh, right? Mm-hmm. right yep Right, yep. I've been under that where you're in kind of a dreamlike state when you wake up. I remember um, years ago, um, I had a, a camera put down my throat 
uh, to check. You know, I was having some um, acid reflux issues. And yeah. uh, when they released me, uh, my brother was giving me a ride home. And, like, I convinced him to take me to Mervyn's so I could pay my bill because I wanted, like, I was in the area. <laughs> I had a credit card at Mervyn's. And, and I'm in line, and everything was so, like, disorienting. And then... And I was like, what am I even doing here? Like, what are we doing this for? <laughs> like, let's leave. But, you know, it was just so, you know, I, I, it's not quite an, uh, amnesia, but it was probably a very similar feeling. Like, I didn't even know how we got there. I was like, what are we doing here? He's like, you wanted to come here to pay your bill. And I'm like, I don't want it. Let's go. I don't want to do that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think Ghost is the one that scared me the most. Like I said, a lot of these, you know, like I was more intrigued with aliens as far as like that would have been cool. You know, I don't think they would have hurt me or anything, but uh, even possession that scared me because, you know, like the thought of the devil or whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I, I I don't know. Yeah, I know you played, you know, did you ever play like Bloody Mary and all that kind of stuff as a kid? I wasn't allowed. Or Ouija board or whatever. No, 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 no. That was all off limits to me. None of that stuff. Yeah, you know, you get in a group of kids, uh, you know, when you grow up in a, kind of apartments and stuff uh sometimes your parents and their parents hang out so it's like a group of kids kind of cut loose and uh mm-hmm. they're kind of doing their own thing and uh yeah there was times where we would do stuff like that bloody mary or um the ouija board and stuff like that it, it, i always remember even in the time like i i there was the the fear of what if this does happen but i right. always knew it was bs i knew there were somebody was moving the little the little deal, whatever <laughs> the that is, you know, thing, for yeah. the, yeah, the right. little triangle, whatever, over the letters, but, um, well, that yeah. kind of plays into my next question, and that's, like, how did your parents, or any of your grandparents, whatever, um, explain this stuff? Did they kind of, like, uh, to your best recollection, lean into maybe this stuff's real, or, no, oh, this is all just ridiculous nonsense? Uh, like, how, my grandparents, did... yeah, my grandparents is it's all nonsense. They okay. they didn't they didn't believe they uh, now they believed in an afterlife but they didn't believe in ghosts they didn't believe in okay. uh, aliens or Bigfoot or any of the nonsense uh, I mean uh, you know maybe quicksand or amnesia or something but they they would they were they would never believe the way the show was um, portraying it um, gotcha. As far as my parents go, I mean, they were younger parents, so they probably would have, you know, I don't really remember ever having any talks with them about any of these things after we would see it, because I would watch these shows with them, and uh, I I didn't have a lot of supervision, Duke, so there really was never (laughs) a lot of those kind of... My mom took me to see pieces, dude. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I'm just saying, these, uh, there wasn't a lot of uh, critical thinking going on with these two numbskulls. So, <laughs> they probably well, believed I, it all. <laughs> so. Well, I guess, really, I thought the question was interesting because not so much what our particular parents might have thought, but just what adults at that time might have thought. I think that it was probably much more common for them to maybe think very similar that than we did like um, yeah that it, i don't really know um but it, it could be true but like yeah. now it's like all nonsense to me which well, is the but last you question also keep but... in mind that a lot of the information that they were getting was the same information we were getting I mean, they would get it yes. from national Enquirer or tv shows or you know the 
<laughs> the obvious BS episodes of Unsolved Mysteries. Um, right. So they were they and, were getting all of the same information we were. It was just whether or not they were skeptics or not. And uh, yes. I did have adults who uh, believe would tell me stories. You know, they would tell me ghost stories, and they believed it. Um, I don't think I ever met very many adults that uh, had any stories in regards to like uh, Bigfoot or aliens or Loch Ness or uh, Bermuda Triangle, but ghosts definitely. I remember some uh, adults telling me their experiences seeing a ghost or what they thought was a ghost. Yeah, I've had I've had adults back then, same thing or a dead loved one that they thought they, yeah, you know, heard or saw when they were sleeping or something like that, but. Right. I just think it's interesting because I think even now I sometimes forget how, you know, there was no way to gather information except to go to the library or have a, a encyclopedias that you have in your basement or something that you could look through and try to do some kind of rudimentary research on some topics. But there was no Internet and there was little, you know, what, what we were given through television and the radio and the movies um, there was a lot more naivete back then, a lot more ignorance back then. Um, so I remember my parents, again, being probably around thinking the same way that I did. Was I don't, They never told me this is all nonsense, don't believe any of this stuff, but th they also never said that um, this stuff's probably true. They were kind of in the middle where, again, shows like um, um, Unsolved Mysteries were pretty convincing. It was a... Yeah, a very convincing show. I, the episode I just watched, the people that they interviewed did not seem like they were telling a story. No, they, like they, they were, didn't. They seemed like they were react. I know which episodes you're talking about because those really stuck with me. They were my favorite episodes. Yeah. And when they tell you that they passed the lie detector test and they were hypnotized and all these four right. people have the same story, they all seem to be yeah. telling the truth. It's got to be Robert true. Stack, right. You got Robert Stack in his, in his trench coat his with trench his voice coat. telling you all this. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, staring this, into your soul when he looks right, at you. Right, right, yeah. Like you, you're not arguing with Robert. No, you. what he says is, is gospel. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah exactly. He's yeah, not messing around. No. He ain't messing around. So I think it's funny how um, a lot of adults back then could have been in the same camp that we were as kids that some of this stuff could have scared them and they thought it was true. But, All right. Um, so as, as we sit today, do you believe any of these? Do you think what, which one are you leaning more towards belief than disbelief? <coughs> None. I don't, I don't believe in any of this stuff. I don't believe there's a Bigfoot. I don't believe there's a Loch Ness monster. I don't believe there's aliens. I don't believe there's anything supernatural like that happening i just think we have too much information now there's cameras i mean literally there are billions of cameras at the instant you know beck and call on your in your pocket that if you see something right, strange you can hit right, that record I, button I'll, I'll play i'll play ball with you if you saw it you wouldn't believe it though i could pull up footage right now of spaceships or something on a radar from the actual u.s government released uh what they perceived as unidentified flying they have a different name for them now but basically ufos flying at rapid speeds away yeah. from yeah. their ships recently like that was like the big thing last year or whatever they released all this documented you know that used to be classified documents on 
unidentified flying crafts doing maneuvers that they do not, they can't replicate. That was yes officially yes, released. But there has been in the past those same anomalies that they would kind of find explanations for. And here, here's another thing too, when in regards to aliens specifically, we we understand the science that it's impossible, like literally impossible, for aliens to be here because the the it takes like a billion you know billions of years to at the speed of light to get from the nearest star to our planet it's like impossible it, it, there's no way anything well, well it's ever... not impossible it's improbable impossible is not correct they could have a ship that they could live on and breed on we don't know their life expectancy how can a being live for billions of years how can a tree live for two thousand years there's a tree right up the road from me that's 2200 years old how's that happening well yeah that's 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 in the realm of i mean that's we can't we can't live 2200 years but this tree can you don't know if another life source has a different makeup different biology you really don't know that there's but there's things that's been frozen and then thawed out and come back to life organisms on our planet like different, right, but they, there's the different makeups. You don't. I'm not saying I think aliens have come to our planet to visit us. I'm saying well, the thought of other life forms that have evolved to a point of space travel. They, yeah, of course that could be real. Why? Okay, I'll give you. There's I'll so give you that. We don't know. We don't know. Let's say hypothetically, there's a creature that can live infinitely or is well, immortal I mean, or billions being, of years or whatever sure. Why not? um the physics the physics of getting something across the galaxy or the universe it just doesn't it, the fuel well, it would take but the it's energy the phys- it's the physics based on our knowledge um we don't know about renewable energy we don't know about their form of space travel we don't know how wormholes work how black holes work we don't know any of this stuff Oh, we, we don't do, have we know the technology. A lot of stuff. And we, know, we don't for have example, the technology to prove it. We haven't sent something through a black hole. We haven't sent something through a wormhole. We haven't created a renewable energy. We haven't created any of this stuff. But yet, uh, 200 years ago, we didn't have a spaceship. So things evolve. Well, yeah. I- I'm talking about physics, not not technology, though. Like, you can't but change this, physics. This, this plays into it. You can, Technology... Uh, you could have a tech. You could build a ship that was large enough to hold a colony who could procreate over centuries. Why couldn't you have that? Or thousands yeah, but- of years. Why couldn't you have that? We just don't have it. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm just I saying it is possible. Why couldn't you? I, d- I far, think okay. out of all of these, these are the most plausible. That is the most plausible as far as the Bigfoot. I mean, Bigfoot, is it possible? I mean, I guess they they find creatures that we haven't discovered yet. There's been giant um, uh, squids that have come oh, up to yeah. the surface yep. that we never... I mean, there are things that are hidden. Uh, you know how dense the forest is in California and Canada? There could be a humanoid type I don't know a, an ape some sort of missing link I mean it's possible it's very unlikely I would say that I mean mm-hmm. I don't put that I think aliens are way more probable than than Bigfoot now as far as a Loch Ness monster though I mean 
I think it just depends on how you're describing it. I mean, if it's just some sort of uh, aquatic species we haven't discovered yet, I don't think that's very well. I mean, imp- yeah, I don't think there's, that's there's... very improbable at all. I think that's actually probably way more probable than some of these other things on the list. No, I think I think the discovery of new species is, is it happens all the time, especially happens in all the, the ocean. Time, yeah. But yeah. the Loch Ness monster wasn't in the ocean; it was in like a well, it was in it was, but but it was also something that connected. That that was one of the things that was part of its lore that it would show up certain times a year. They thought of it as that would be like a breeding ground or a feeding or something that it 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 was able to get in. It had access. It had a way out. It did wasn't just living in the lake, or they could have just swept the lake. Right, like the lake but, wasn't um, that damn deep. I mean, if it, was, <laughs> if it, you know what I'm saying, like they could have yeah. just took a long chain or something. I don't. Do you know. remember they they would they would dredge that thing and like try to find it? Do you remember that? Sure. Yeah, yeah that's they, what I'm saying. They, they were... So like, I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I believe there could be some sort of ancestral dinosaur kind of creature that's alive there could be giant sharks that we haven't discovered there's all kinds of things at the depth of the ocean that we can't even get to because the pressure would kill us but they might have evolved to be able to survive but um i don't know as far as nessie goes probably not that particular creature but it's not that far-fetched i don't think yeah i mean again the discovery of a whether it's bigfoot or, or nessie um, of course, you know, those those versions of of a uh, uh, undiscovered sure. um, animal are a little more fantasized. You know, they're they're right. mythical and they're you know you got essentially a, a monster. They're monsters, you know. Right. <laughs> so, and I think you know a lot of the the Nessie stuff was the people came out and admitted they were like that one famous image oh, that course. was a hoax. Yeah, yeah, that was so. a hoax. It was. Uh they stuck something in the water or something yeah. or whatever. Yeah. He like actually made it. He shaped it yeah. out of like styrofoam and just floated. Right. It out there and and all those Bigfoot footprints or yeah, somebody mean, would walk around with something they made. And I mean, Oh, do you remember that show that came out? It wasn't in the eighties. It was more modern in the two thousands. It was a popular sh- like reality show of this goof- goofy guy looking for Bigfoot. It was like real crazy. Oh, I don't know. I've been squashing on the Olympic Peninsula now for over 20 years, but I haven't been to the Elwha in over 10 because last time I was there, the police kept busting me and told me if I ever came back, they were going to arrest me for trespassing. But after we met with Sam and Jenny, I now have permission for them to come here legally so I can come out here with no worries and do some real squatching. I'm also going old school on another technique while I'm out here doing my hunter, marking my turf. Whose turf is it now, creature? Pretty good echoes. I don't know, but there's, I mean, those things still happen, those Bigfoot hunters. I always tell people those kind of shows, like Bigfoot hunters, or uh, that there's this one. oak oak island mystery or whatever like there's supposed to be some treasure buried on this island that has all these traps and every time a new season comes out as soon as episode one hits i could just tell you i guarantee i'd bet everything they didn't find this thing because (laughs) they would never wait to the end (laughs) they would tell you the second they found it for fear someone else would find a bigfoot or 
<laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to contain that story. You know what I mean? Like you would exactly. want to advertise your show. It would be the biggest ratings ever. You know what I mean? Like you would yep. be rushing to the that would be your first episode, and then you would show the bill. Like you would be there'd be more money made to be made on showing the corpse of the Bigfoot than there would that stupid <laughs> right. show. You know what I mean? Like yeah, and that Oak Harbor is an Oak Island. Uh, there was some treasure now the whole lore behind it is real like uh somebody found a treasure map that led them to this island and um when they get to the spot uh, well first off there's uh, the discrepancy of where the spot is but this one particular spot they found as you were to dig down to it you get to this wooden plank and once you uh were to break into it it created a booby trap that would fill the thing up with water so, like, there was something to this, and it was supposedly it was supposed to be, like, a pirate's uh, hidden treasure. And um, I, I remember mm. watching a few of the episodes. I think I mean, might have watched a whole season of it, to be honest. But I just remember thinking, like, there's no way they found this because they would have led with it. You know what I mean? Well, you so. know, there's one kind of legendary sea creature that they did find in, in modern times, and that's the giant squid. Yeah, that was, that's uh, what I'm saying. They, that yeah, that was never... Up. Yeah. Right. That and was they never all, seen. That was a that was a mythical creature that uh you know longshoremen would talk about or you know uh they would be like, "Oh, I was out there crab fishing and this big squid came up and everybody said they were crazy." And one of them floated to the surface. Yeah, and since then they've they've caught a couple of them on video. They're very elusive, yeah. but they're like 40 or 50 feet long. I mean, they're enormous animals. Yeah, so, be frightening. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that that kind of thing is is believable, but um, I don't think aliens. Uh, to me, that's one of the least likely, least probable things that could occur. I think I think we're part alien, not by an alien <laughs> yeah. species, but I think the stuff that hit the planet. I mean, it depends on what your definition of alien is. I mean, that's true. Uh, like an asteroid hit with some sort of. I mean, I guess it depends if you're more in the you know, faith at uh, religion, or if you're in a science angle, there could be a probability that things are on this planet that came from other planets. I mean, maybe not in a spaceship, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, microscopic organisms that evolved into something else over time. I mean, you look yeah. at octopus, uh, there's nothing else like that creature. I mean, they're fucking pretty intelligent, too. I mean, they'll squeeze through a keyhole or something. It's like, I don't know, I think... Uh, I think given enough time to evolve, those things might take over the planet. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. Anyway, I think we talked it out, right? Yes. Yep. yep. You're you're scared it. of sleepwalking. I am, uh, I guess, scared of ghosts, but encouraged to see them. Yeah, in closing, I'll just say I think it's fun to think about. and It's interesting to kind of look at the differences between um, what we were capable of believing in back in the 70s and 80s and, and even some of the 90s because of the lack of information that we had, the lack of internet. Um, and we were just more, as a culture at large, we were just a little more ignorant. But I don't think that was a bad thing. Um, it, it was, to me, our imaginations trying to explain some of these phenomena or um, having 
mysterious things that just nobody can explain. Now you can find an answer to anything, and that's just no fun. You know, everybody's got the right. answer to everything. You pull out yeah. your phone, you ask Siri, and you got your answer. And there's no right. more mystery. There's no more wondering. There's no more people don't lay on the deck and look at the stars anymore and just wonder about how things work because we just think we know everything. So I think there's something lost there with our ignorance. Um, of course, you know, truth is good and knowledge is, is power, as they say, knowledge is good. But um, I, I don't know. I, I reminisce on this stuff with, with fondness. It was kind of fun to, to kind of believe in some of this stuff as a kid. Um, and you can, you can see that in how, how movies are made nowadays. Like what used to scare audiences back then, they can't use anymore because we just don't believe in that stuff anymore. But as a kid, we, we kind of believed in you know, creatures in the dark and, and maybe it's possible there's, there's monsters out there, ghosts and stuff like that because we just didn't know as much as we do now. So I just think it's interesting to think of the difference. What, what it takes to scare an audience or a child now is, is much different than it, what it took to scare us as kids, you know? Yeah. So, well, I guess that's it. Anything else, Chris, you want to add to our uh, 80s nope. Supernatural no. Mysteries discussion? <laughs> I think we've done it. All right. Well, everybody, get on board with the Beat the Bandy Challenge this, this month and try to um, try to do your best at Space Invaders on the Atari 2600 and uh, post your scores on our Discord. And with that, we will see you next month. Tonight, a special Unsolved Mysteries report. Mysteries of alien beings. Who are they and where do they come from? Are they real or imagined? In recent years, hundreds of people have come forward with startling accounts of abduction by alien beings. Even though the descriptions are strikingly similar, there is no hard evidence that such beings actually exist. For many abductees, the memories are triggered by a vivid dream. Looks like you didn't get much sleep last night. That's because I was having these bogus nightmares. Really? What about? Well, I dreamt that I was lying in my bed, in the dark, when all of a sudden this bright blue light filled the room. And then slowly my bedroom door began to open, and then the next thing I remember, I was being drugged through a hallway. Then I was lying on a table, and these scary aliens wanted to operate on me. And they had big heads and big black eyes. Dude, visitors. Totally. What? That wasn't a dream, Carmen. Those were visitors. No, it was just a dream. My mom said so. Visitors are real. Yeah, they abduct people and they mutilate cows. Ah, oh, shut up, you guys. You're just trying to make me scared. And it's not working. Hello there, children. Hey, Chef. Say. Did any of you children see the alien spaceship last night? <laughs> yeah, that boy saw it. No, that, that was just a dream. And I'm not fat, I'm big bones. Oh, was it the ones with the big long heads and the black eyes? Oh, they took them on their ship. Oh, did they give you an anal probe? Ah, oh, what's an anal probe? That's when they put this big metal hoopajou up your butt. Whoa, they gave you an anal probe, Cartman? No, I mean... <clears throat> Why would they do that? Dude, they did, huh? Aliens stuck stuff up your ass. No! Shut up, dildo! Well, I gotta get to the cafeteria. You children, watch that fat boy now. He could be under alien control. We told you they were real, Cartman. When the Greek philosopher Aristotle first suggested that the world was round, skeptics dismissed it as fantasy. 
when Copernicus theorized that the sun, not the Earth, was the center of our solar system, many considered it heresy. When Jules Verne wrote that a human being would someday travel to the moon, science rejected it as pure fiction. Perhaps the day will come when our beliefs about the existence of UFOs and alien encounters will undergo a similar transformation. Sorry to hear about your ass. God, God, they didn't do anything to my ass. It was just a dream. Why are you walking so funny, Cartman? Shut up! 